Okay, so artists of Open Four: Joyner Lucas, Snow the Product seven times, E40 twice, Two Chains, Sage the Gemini three times, Dizzy Wright twice, Puya, Chris Webby, Blueface, Bone Thugs and Harmony. I've opened for uh, Lazy Bone separately, like just on his own show. That was like one of my very, very first like headlining shows I got to open for. And then uh, Bad Baby, Fat Nick, Neff the Pharaoh twice, uh, Maxo Cream, Andre Nicotina four times, Lil Devi twice, and then uh, Kasky. And there's probably a lot that I'm forgetting, but that's that's what this list is. That is fucking crazy, bro. Thank you, bro. That's a lot of <laughs> that's a you, lot bro. of big names. Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. I am Podcast Poppy, and you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. Well, then I'll uh, fucking kick it off. Three, two, one, we're live. ZP Radic on the house. What up? Whoa, bro. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's Thank dope, you for dude. having me. Yeah, dude. I've been, uh, like I said, man, I've been listening to your shit on Shuffle on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And there's some fucking bangers out there. How long have you been doing this? Uh, Maybe eight, nine years. Maybe ten. So you've been in the game for a while. Yeah, for Hold a bit. You. For a bit. I'm 25. Oh, so you started young, young. Yeah, I was music. like, I think 15. It was like sophomore year of my yeah. Head. High school. Damn, yeah. that's crazy. And you're local blood, right? Born yep. and raised? Yep, yep. What high school did you go to? Uh, I went to actually a high school called AACT. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, it's, my home school was Spanish Springs. Oh, okay, okay. But I went to this like academy school. I was kind of like an introvert and shit like oh, that. Oh, okay, like, okay. Still am an introvert, but yeah. like this was kind of like a cool thing because uh, it had more electives in the field that I wanted to do. I wanted to make movies. Right, right. Like I was telling you, I like got the lens. Like, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since I've done that, but that's actually where I started. Mm-hmm. It's just like trying to do short films and like. So do you have a big? Do you have a big hand in uh, in your music videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Almost all the music videos. Like, if you look, I always try to credit them in the description. But right. if you look through all my music videos. Almost all of them are made by like me and my friends. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Cause I saw you. You be doing like drone footage and all that stuff. Yeah, actually, my homie, uh, my roommate, he just uh, bought a drone. And yeah. He was like, uh, he got a stimulus, and he was like, "Yo, bro, like." <laughs> he got that stimulus he's like, check. He's like, I was at Costco. They got this fucking <laughs> drone, bro. And yeah. He's like, I want to. I'm gonna get that drone. And I was like, All right, cool. Yeah. Let's do it. And so that was the first video that we tried with that, the float video. Yeah, float. Yeah. That so that one just came out, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That was and, badass. Thank you, man. Yeah, Thank that area, the aerial it. views and stuff like that, and you just cruising and uh, down by the down by the river and all that stuff. That was lit. Mm-hmm. Bro. Thank uh, you. Uh, I was just shooting my intro video for the podcast, and my homie came out with a drone, and it had a fucking ten mile. Oh damn! So that thing just was gone. Bro. <laughs> that was out of there. I was like, what the? Because we filmed it. We filmed it right yeah. here. So we came in, and you know, like we. Uh, we shot a couple things in the house, and then you know we shot me going to get some backwoods over at the at the Seven Eleven and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. But it was all good. But he was doing like aerial over my car. Oh, so he just followed the car. Yeah, he was like, he just tagged stop. the car. He was in the car with me, oh, that's and he just dope. tagged the that's car, dope. and it was like following us around. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, how far is how far is the radius on this thing? Oh, he's, like, oh, he's like, it's ten miles. I was like, ten fucking miles, and it's like clear vision. Like, bro, you could just mm-hmm. cop an address and Sparks from here. And just, and just send that right bitch all straight to your window. Damn. 
Yeah, no, my homies, it's it's that's that one's probably crazy. a lot more. He pulled it out of the homies. box. I was like, we were like in the parking lot. I was like, are you sure you should be doing this? This shit looks illegal almost. <laughs> like, looks like a drone strike's about to go down. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was like <laughs> yeah. high tech. But 10 miles, that's fucking crazy. But the drone footage is always so dope. Yeah, it's a it's a really nice element and like being able to play with it for sure because like we we got a lot more than what we use for the right. video. But yeah. like what we got, we were just like, holy shit. Like it came yeah. quick, you know, all of a sudden yeah. that's all that extra B-roll. Because yeah, that's yeah. what I'm bad at when I shoot my music videos. I always look back and be like, man, it's a lot of rapping shots, but not a lot of just like establishing B-roll and things right, like right, that right. just kind of tell the story a little more. Establishing B-roll, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. What's that mean? Uh, so like like basically there's a roll which would be like your main like element which is like me rapping and uh -huh. like that's like your main footage of a music video but your b roll is like someone off on the side smoking a right. blunt like a close up of that they put it in slow mo the, those kind of transitions things. And yeah stuff like all this stuff that's not necessarily like you go in not to shoot that specific thing but right, you right. throw it in I may be butchering like how like the actual definition of b-roll is but yeah. that's basically what but it I, is but I, I get what you're saying I get yeah. what you're saying those times when you're watching a music video and the lyrics are going down but you're not actually watching someone sing that lyrics at that moment in time right kind right of, exactly layman, if I could bring it down to layman's terms yeah for yeah, me, yeah yeah 100% like okay. it's a close up on their hands or something yeah. like that you know that's the stuff that I'm really bad at getting but that's the stuff that like usually people always are just shooting yeah. they're always filming so. so you still get to kind of hold on to your your first love if you would by yeah, shooting yeah. music videos yeah i actually like uh because i think it was like the end of 2019 early 2020 i was trying to like hire people to do music videos and i was getting a hold of like really talented people don't yeah. get me wrong but i realized that i was like i was like i always wanted to do this and i was seeing the gear that they had and i was asking them about yeah. it looking things up and i was like man i should just invest and I'm just gonna, like do I'm it Oh yeah, yeah. Am I like, am no, I quiet? No. Okay, you're, you're a little bit, but you could be right there. Is perfect. Okay, right cool, perfect. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I just, I just really wanted to get into it again because, like, you know, here I am, like, hiring someone to do a music video. They show up with the gear, and I'm more focused on the gear than trying to like do yeah. the rapping stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, yo, he's got like all this cool this shit. This is the like, shit. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I got, I got to get all this stuff. Yeah. So like, I just kind of like got into it myself, and you know, so and it. And it's made me want to make more music. It's made me want to like do more videos. It's right. just like it goes hand in hand. Like, so do you almost get as much? Maybe not as much, but you get almost as much excitement making a music video as you do a song. Yeah, like you yeah. said, which will push you to be like, we gotta make a fucking song. We haven't made a video in a minute. Yeah, exactly, That's exactly. Dope. Like I just try to like. So like, what I'm trying to do now is like, so I have a project that I want to do, but it's gonna be super alternative. It's not gonna be the typical stuff that ZP Radic's known for. Right. But then I'm also working on all these singles because I feel like I need to get like right. more stuff out more content because I have all the things available to me and I'm working on stuff like all the time but I'm not putting out enough if right, that right. makes sense I don't follow through with a lot of the ideas yeah you almost got to go Russ status like I remember exactly, Russ went on that exactly. marathon he was like 365 songs in, in 365 yeah like he was days, doing like, wild like yeah like once a week just putting them out like just crazy crazy yeah, yeah. amount of songs I'm not trying to get to that level. Right, right. But you want to put <laughs> but, out more content. But I definitely want to put out more content. You, because... you have a good amount of content, though. Thank you. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even, I mean, even on YouTube and stuff like that, it isn't as full, but like, you have a lot, you have a lot of tracks. How many tracks do you have total? Uh, I, I would lose count because Fucking honestly, all the stuff that's out right now, I think is from like, like I would have to look at my YouTube, but I believe it was around like 2018, 2019, where all of a sudden I started shooting music videos again, but I deleted almost like all my catalog from everything. So I was I was looking at that. I think the farthest back was 18 that I saw. Yeah, I so like I, I have stuff like my first album, I, I went by Zippy. 
Right. I, I was a sophomore. Zippy? I was sophomore. Yeah, junior. Because I'll I'll get into the story on what where all the name comes from. But yeah, yeah. basically, uh, I dropped a project called New Kid, and that was like 2012, and that was like 23 songs or something like right. that. And just I did a, a project almost every six months for a while. Right. And then I just really was like, this isn't. Like, I felt like I needed to take a step back. I felt like all of a sudden I was going from just kind of like a hobby and yeah. just kind of like a kid to an adult trying right. to actually do this, like, more serious. So that's when I felt like I just cleared my whole catalog yeah. and was like, all right, let's try to do this again. Because even show, like, right, I'm on your YouTube page right now. A lot of it's, like, two months ago, one month ago, four weeks ago, you know, like, very, very new stuff. Lost in Space. Oh, it was definitely uh, 2018. 2018. Because it was uh, No Amateur was, like the project that I made to really like, all right, here, we're going to take the step to try to do this and push that forward. Yeah. This is crazy, dude. So I feel I, like that's the start of the new era. Yeah. Versus, you, you know, which one I really liked was a uh, hideout. Oh, thank you. I thank really, you. I really enjoyed that one. I yeah. Mean, that, that one was sick as fuck. That was me trying to like, cause at the time I think I was doing, uh, I was working on a project called noisy mm -hmm. and, uh, at the time, I was doing a lot of hard shit. Like I like all the hard songs on that project was what I did first, and so I was like, I, I think I need to do something fun because yeah. uh, this is yeah, just yeah. a lot of like yeah, yeah. rapping your ass off. And so like, Hideout was just a song that I wanted to like uh, talk about, kind of like where everything started. Because when I was in high school and was like in the early days, I was like doing these like two, three a.m. shows off Fourth Street on Ruben's Cantina doing like really? just shows. Yeah, and like they Little had to sneak ass me. shows, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like some, like there were, there, something happened at every show, right. whether someone's getting in a fucking fist fight, right. like there's, or someone's like doing the drugs in the fucking parking right, lot, right. like like some heavy shit, you yeah, know, yeah. but like, and I was just like, so this like, yeah, but I'm here to rap. So right, like, right. you know, like here I'm not focused show. on that. I'm staying by the speakers, you that's, know. That's kinda, like, is, isn't that kind of like, what you got to do? It's almost like paying your dues right there. Yeah, Tiny yeah. Tiny little cutty ass shows, pretty much anything. Oh that hell you can yeah! Get. The stage was like a step, like this, mm -hmm. like and the and it probably wasn't like maybe this corner, like really? just like half of this. Hell of like stage, yeah. And then like, yeah. yeah I used to. Was, I was big Taylor Gang, bro. And I was in two thousand and ten. I went. To, I went to Humboldt State, mm -hmm. and Wiz Khalifa would slide through there all the time. And oh, he wasn't really? very big in 2010 and 11. And he would do shows in classrooms. And they would, like, build a mock stage oh, that was, like, half lit. the size of this room. And uh -huh. we would, like, like, there was a couple, there was a, there was one concert. I literally went to a Wiz Khalifa concert in the classroom that I had the next day at 8 a.m. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, like, little cutty That's shows gotta be like trippy. that. You know, the next day, you're just, it like. It stunk. Like, it stunk. We, like, rolled up in here. And we're like, well, yeah, we were in yeah, here last night. a lot of weed. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But those, those small, some, I, I the, like I'm from I'm from the Bay, so I right. went to like all the super hyphies and the things at the Phoenix and Petaluma. Small cutty shows sometimes have the dopest vibe, but they also yeah. get fucking crazy. Yeah, no, some 100%. weirdos up in there. Yeah, like like you, you never know what you would get, and the thing is, a lot of the times it was just the same people. Yeah. You know, the artists who were just there every weekend. Yeah. You know, the same promoters selling tickets for like five bucks or something when like you, that. When you first started, how do you go about? like booking little shows like that. um so like i just started uh it was 2013 i think and i started this was when i started shooting my music videos right, right. to my songs and i was like all right let's start doing some stuff it was like that summer and uh a guy out here who was like probably he, he's like an old head out here he was working with a bunch of promoters and the hip-hop scene out here and i had no idea there was a hip-hop scene out here I, you know I'm, yeah 
I'm like 17, 18, like, yeah. you know, it's completely out of touch. Like, I didn't even go to my home school. I mean, two, know, like, 2013, like, Reno was a much different place than it is now. For oh, sure. 100%. Sure. Like, you know, nobody came here. Nobody came here. Yeah. No hip-hop shows, nothing like that. So, like, the hip-hop scene, it was just a bunch of, you know, bar shows and stuff yeah. like that. You would get some bigger uh, events. Like, Dan Hubbard would throw, like, a Speak Your Mind festival and things like that mm-hmm. and Wingfield Park, and they'd be these really cool hip-hop festivals. I only got to go to one of them. Right. I caught like the end of them, but that's, they did those for years, you know, yeah, that yeah. was before I ever got to the scene. And, uh, so like somebody in that, uh, group ended up reaching out to me. I ended up meeting promoters like Dan and other, uh, local promoters who were throwing these shows. And I just kind of started building it up from there. Yeah. Yeah. So are you like, are you independent? Are you like on a label or are you just, I, I'm just myself. You're just you. You're just yeah. cruising. Yep. That's sick as fuck. Yeah, I just I, and that's actually the the biggest people. I'm hard to reach a little bit just yeah. when it comes to like people who want to work with me because I'm very like, yeah, just hit me up if you got a track. Just like you know, let me know. But then I'm just in my bubble, right, right. You know, and like I just you said, do whatever in- I'm working on, and I just never think out like right. outside world. You so know? you still kind of have those tendencies of being kind of an introvert. Like oh you have yeah, from high oh yeah, oh yeah. Isn't that such a clash though? Because like I've seen some pictures of views at, at shows, mm. and there's just like you know, there's hundreds of people there. And then mm. it's like after I'm sure people want to talk to you, and then there's like you know what I mean. How how do you cope with that? You know, it, it's it's I, I just kind of throw myself into it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it's kind of funny because like I won't really talk to it. Like we'll set up a, a merch booth like right next to the stage, and then there'd be the crowd. You know, so we have our little space, and like nobody obviously will come up. People will come up if like they knew me or right. bought tickets from me, or, right. or already like had like their you know yeah yeah. Uh, but basically, no one would talk to me, so I never had to worry about it. And then I knew that I was like, all right, cool. So the only thing they'll know is what I do up there. So I'll just fucking kill oh, that you could shit. Sell out, yeah. Yeah, and, and they, so they have no idea. Exactly. So like, if I go and I kill the show, then I know talking to anybody who comes up to me, like, it's right. gonna be fun because they 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 That's saw what they I did. They were about it, you know. And yeah. I'll see that from like performing and looking at them because yeah, yeah. like, when I first started doing shows, especially at those like small bars, I would just like I'd look at the back bar. I'd look like above people's heads. I would do this. I wouldn't like look at people. Right, right, right. Like, it was very weird. Yeah, that like public speaking tactic. Like you're not look, looking at everybody's like forehead or above their head or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's all I would do because like I just wasn't good <laughs> at talking to yeah. people. But so like when I would go on stage and like just kill a show, make make talking to people a lot easier. Yeah. And you know, and yeah. So. Has that helped like uh, just in your like life life? Like, have you been able yeah. to break out a little bit more of your, of your introvert tendencies? And yeah, like I would. That? I would think so, just yeah. because of. So you like, were just fucking. You were nerding it up in high school. Yeah. Intro- oh God, yeah. God, yeah. yeah. Hella talented. Wanted to make movies and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. And then you. And now you're on fucking on stage. Yeah, and just do. I, I never would have thought of that for myself either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, what the. Fuck? So where where was the flip when you were originally you wanted to make movies? Um, right? You wanted to make short films. When did it like become? You started writing. Yeah, so I was or... at the uh, I was at that AACT. I went there for my first three years of high school, uh-huh. and then I went to my home school. Okay. Uh, but I went there mainly to do homeschool. Is like homeschooling. Uh, yeah. Homeschool as in uh, Spanish Springs. Oh, like okay, okay. at AACT, we would refer to like because it would bring in kids from all over. Oh, okay. The school. I actually think it helped with my like social skills a yeah. lot because you had kids from all these different high schools. It wasn't just the kids I grew up with or the right. people who, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. had their pre like, Yeah, conceived. it wasn't what you were like, riding with from sixth grade, went yeah, to the same yeah, junior high, yeah, same exactly. high school. You kind of had a fresh start, and so, like, you know, it was just a school I went to, and being there, I got into, like, making movies and media and stuff like that, but I realized when it 
became a class again, I was just like, all right, we're just at school again. So I, I felt like I needed, I, I, I don't know 100%, but I felt like it was just me feeling the need to want to do something even more. Yeah. And uh, I think I just started, I definitely just started listening to Eminem mm-hmm. and a lot of, like, I listened to, uh, back in the day, Linkin Park's, like, oh, collaboration with uh, Jay-Z and R- just a lot of Linkin Park. R.I.P. the Great, man. Yeah, honestly, like, Oh, what peace, was Justin. that album called? When he uh, came out with, it they, was, they did it the was them and Jay-Z. Yeah, see, I was, was listening it, uh, to that not realizing, like, what hip-hop was back when I was, was super, super young. What was the big hit? <laughs> It was numb. Numb encore. The numb encore, and they did with Jay Z. Yeah, but did Fuck. they call it Collision Course? Collision Course. Was it called it. Collision Course? Yeah. I, I, I don't remember like what the that. title was, yeah, but yeah. that thing was an absolute banger. Yeah. I mean, Lincoln. So pa- good. Lincoln Park songs were just like I listened to. Uh, I wasn't really into. I wasn't really into rock in any way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. Like I was. I was a youngster. Like you know, I'm how how old are you? You said you're 20, 25. 25? Yep. So, yeah, I'm 28. So, we were right in the same spot. Like, Linkin Park was popping and all that mm-hmm. stuff. You had your, like, your Creeds and your Nickelbacks and all that yeah, rock going yeah. on but in the early 2000s. More, like... But I listened to Breaking the Habit um, oh, by Linkin yeah, Park. Dude. And I saw the music video. And it's like, have you seen it? It's animated. Yes, yes. And it's yes. about that guy. Com- he's committing suicide. Yeah, and okay, he okay. Jumps yeah, out the I window. Know exactly which one you're talking and about. And it was just like, you know, I'm like, fucking 17 you're just like oh my god this is like heavy shit parents are like are you fucking good bro in that room you're fucking screaming i'm like sorry dude yeah honestly (laughs) but no they that was uh i think i i I don't think they get enough credit as they should because it seemed like they broke into that uh like cross genre Mm -hmm. you know they went with jay-z they also had uh what's his name rapping on a lot of their tracks uh who? Mike Shinoda. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see like you see things like uh you know, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne tries to go rock and roll for a second. Yeah. Wiz Khalifa the... tries to go rock and roll, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And even like I think Tim McGraw and Nelly try to cross brand and that I don't remember I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, that was like was. that two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve ish. Yeah, time. yeah. Like like you had all these like there was I from like two thousand Eight, like when Lincoln Park was popping off, I can't remember what, yeah. what years it was. It was like, like yeah, when, it was like from it was like oh five to like t- two thousand and ten. Lincoln mm-hmm. Park was popping. It was kind of around the time like like say like Eminem kind of like was yeah. doing encore and like falling off because this new sound was so much harder. Yeah, like think yeah. about Lincoln Park compared to like maybe like encore by Eminem. Like that shit was so much harder. Yeah, big facts. You know what I'm saying? Big facts. So big facts. it's just it was a flip. So I think uh, when I was growing up listening to this stuff like. All of a sudden, it got to a point where I realized movies could not get put out enough emotion for me. Like yeah, yeah. I couldn't, I had to rely on way too much to cre- be able to create. Yeah. Where like music, I don't have to get actors. I don't have to like right. get all this expensive equipment. Right. I could just get the mic, record it, yeah, go. And you, you have, you're, you're, uh, like you can get pretty deep as a lyrical monster as well. Like, thank um, you, thank you. It was one of the songs, it was on my story, and you were talking about, you know, there was multiple lyrics when you were talking about how instead of pretty much dealing with the world, you'd rather numb out, you know what I mean, with drugs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I don't know if that's like pertinent and actual factual to your life, mm-hmm. but listening to listening to it, there was a lot of stuff. I was like, damn, that was fucked. That was a deep ass bar. Oh, yeah. Every, everything I write, when I was super young, I realized that like, uh, especially because like 
I discovered hip hop late in my life. Like I knew, I was listening to it, but I didn't understand yeah. hip hop or yeah. rap until like I was in like high school. Right. And that's when I really, well, probably like eighth grade. I yeah. would say that's when I really. That's what uh, Troy said. Treasy. He was like, I didn't discover hip hop till like high school. Like it, I really and, didn't start to listen to hip hop. And it changes uh, to me. I've like hip hop's that impactful. I feel. Yeah. I feel like when you hear it, it. it definitely changes your take because it's it's to me it's the most expressive it's yeah. the most expressive music because you can get more words out you can say more you can yeah. like you know uh you can sing if you want but you can also just be like screaming and right. talking some shit on that yeah, yeah. like and that's why i think a lot of people like feel it you know i feel like we, you lucked out too because uh you know early 2000s hip-hop and rap and stuff like that like we we're talking about lincoln park and jay-z and Wiz khalifa mm. and lil wayne it was a time where, yeah, please. Oh, it was a time where it, uh, it felt like to me, everyone was in a race to try to sound like aggressively different. Mm -hmm. Like how mm -hmm. could we, how could we get a new sound? You know what I mean? Like so much to the point where it was like, you know, I forget what the producer's name, but you remember so icy, young Jeezy. So I say all these girls excited. Yes, yes, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That, that producer was a Bay. If you listen to it, they're like, that's a Bay Area beat. Mm -hmm. Took it down mm -hmm. to the South. Everybody was trying to find a new a new sound. Not that I'm not like hitting on music now, but there seems to be a little bit more consistency with, with, with the sound. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, and, especially like, even if you just go like, I'm looking up beats on YouTube. A lot of the beats are following the right. same yeah, patterns. Yeah. They have and I play. love that because when people come out with new stuff, you'd never know. You never, mm -hmm. you, it, people were so different. Like when uh, Lil Wayne came out with uh, No Ceilings and he mm -hmm. took all those studio beats of all those other people's songs and mm -hmm. just fucking did his wrecked own thing house and just fucking killed them and didn't sound like, didn't sound like any of them. You know, that, that shit was, that shit was dope. So like, I feel like, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm generalizing, which I don't like to do, but I feel like people are like, kind of like 21 and younger. Um, are kind of in that like Migos phase where everything kind of sounds very similar. Yes, you know yes, what I mean? yeah. And you're but, and you're when I was listening to your music, it's it's all over the fucking place. Thank it's you. Like, <laughs> it's like hardcore rap, and then you got some singing, and it's like mm -hmm. a soft beat, lyrical. You know what I mean? Deep. There was a couple on there where I was like, I feel like I should be in a fucking club right now, turning the fuck up. Mm -hmm. um, do you try to do like a big variety? Um, I I don't necessarily. Try try to but i feel like i just do what i want yeah you know like i yeah. don't i don't ever limit myself i don't ever like like i'll listen to a beat and like especially my voice memos like mm -hmm. there's a lot of alternative stuff in there there's really? like there's i mean there's do you just pull your fucking phone out and go sometimes yeah yeah like i could show you like this is literally like you just have an idea in your head like or? these are all sweet fuck bro <laughs> for those who can't is... see he is scroll there's got to be a thousand in there and it's just and it's just all from like songs I work on. Do you just pull your phone out and freestyle sometimes? Um, or do you have to have the beat so, with you? So I'm not that the greatest at freestyling. Like mm -hmm. I can kind of like write a beat, but it's not anything I'd like feel comfortable being like this represents like my yeah, artistic yeah. ability. Uh, but what I usually do is like I'll play a beat and I'll just like hum or just make sounds or just like Beatbox vocals. Or something yeah, like yeah, and just see like what like, you know, I'll just flow with it yeah, and just yeah. kind of see what my voice would sound like on it. But a lot of the times like I'll write something, record it on my voice memos, and that's usually where a song will either die or I'll actually create it. Really? And so that's why there's so many because yeah. typically what'll happen is like if like you were to throw on a beat right now, 
I'd like write for maybe like 30 minutes, uh-huh. have like maybe a hook, half of a verse or uh, just the first verse. And I'd, I'd just record a demo version that I would bump, listen to. And if I like it enough, I'll go in and record it. Yeah. If not, it just dies there. But there's a lot of stuff that I'll all of a sudden go back and be like, oh, fuck, what yeah. was that song? I was going to say, have you resurrected a lot of stuff in there? Um, Typically, if I if I just happen to scroll, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, and that's kind of like why I like that there's so much there that, you know, if anything were to ever happen to me, there's so much of yeah. my story. Just yeah, you could little... Tupac that shit, bro. If you ever got exactly. blasted, bro, yeah, you exactly, releasing the music exactly, and shit. Exactly. Like fucking Pop Smoke, dude. Pop Smoke's in movies now. It's like, that fool died like a year ago. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, man. You, you got you to gotta yeah. plan ahead. <laughs> Have so it where, all prepared. Where do you, uh, where do you record? My oh, that's room. That's for you, by the way. Oh, thank you. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put that on my little thing. Right little now. thing. You, you said you got a little studio in the house. Yeah, just a, it's yeah. like two feet from my bed. Yeah, you, go. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. gotta do what you gotta do. Like when I made this, I was like, well, fuck, I got a, I got a spare bedroom, you know. Just, uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be all elaborate, you know. You see some guys and like, I mean, mm-hmm. a dope studio is dope. Like I've got a couple homies and it's fun but rolling you can... up and chilling in the studio and stuff like that. But yeah, you could fucking go to the court. You could. Go in the closet, you know what I mean? As exactly. You got the right equipment. Exactly. Like I, I, like when I started out, like, uh, cause when I was young in high school, my parents didn't fucking believe me. They didn't, they didn't, they're like, right. you want to rap? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so well, like, I mean, you know. So anything that I was doing, I had to obviously pay for myself. So I started out with just like cardboard booth. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a cardboard box booth. Like really? I would just tape cardboard together and make a booth out of it. And then I'd take like the $10 mattress foam from Walmart. What? And just do that. And then I'd You're get. like a fucking refrigerator box? Yeah, yeah. Like I could, I, yeah, it <laughs> you was You have a weird. picture of it? Yeah, I could probably show, find a picture. But that's how I, that's how I started. Like Started from the bottom, now we're here. Or then I would use like uh, I would use like a plastic bin, right? Like just like a little uh, plastic Tupperware. Uh-huh. Cut a hole at the bottom for like a mic stand to fit through, and then I'd fill that with foam and just put my mic in there. And that's just how I would record because like I, you know, my my mom was like, "You can't put anything on the walls." Right. Like, right. why would you put anything on the walls? You're gonna damage the walls. Yeah. You know. So like, I had to be like, uh, "Well, I can't afford this like hundred dollar." Like boot, like yeah. little screen or whatever. Oh yeah, but. what are those things that come that right behind the mic? Yeah, like uh, I'm so uneducated on the equipment, bro. Like I'm just I'm rocking three ATR 2100s and GarageBand, you know. Like, but a podcast is so simplistic. I, yeah, yeah. You I, really don't need much, you know. Like I've released 21 episodes and I literally just use the most simple. Uh, yeah, I feel equipment. like I feel like when you go into like really like put it in music and like really have to like dive into the vocals. It's a whole different world. Like, and I had to learn that my, like I had to like learn that on my own just from YouTube because like I, Right. Didn't know where to go and teach that. Yeah, I'll, I I'll only, find a picture later. I'm like, <laughs> like diverging. I can only imagine. Like I've, uh, like I'll just like YouTube like tips on on GarageBand and stuff like that. Just just for this stuff. But I also didn't want to like you know, I was looking at you know some people they would like build their whole studio for the podcast and all that stuff. And um, you know I don't know if this is what you did at the beginning, but I was like I'll invest minimal and see mm. how I like it. You know exactly. Like, see exactly. if I'm enjoying it. Do I like doing this? You know what I mean. And um. 21 episodes later and it's fucking hell that's fun. dope man yeah. congrats keep going and it and it works out because i'm i'm decently new like mm-hmm. i came out to reno at the end of 2015 oh, okay went okay. back to california in 2018 and then came back december 9th last year so like a year and and, and almost two months i've been out here again mm-hmm. and uh you know like my people aren't out here so like meeting all these new people is fucking amazing you know what i mean and yeah. like i consider myself a, i consider myself a, a, a 
a pretty a pretty dumb human being, but one who really <laughs> enjoys people who know more about shit than I do. So mm. like sitting down and talking with people like it's fucking dope. Like talking with like a guy named Eddie Rodriguez who's doing like clothing line, then JJ Moreno who's uh Mariano who's a pro boxer, out of Norton, UFC, Troy, you know, talking about the music industry, exactly. all kinds of all kinds Everybody has something to contribute. Yeah, I even and I'm and I'm about it, like open minded. Like I had a dude named Miles Bergen come in here and he's a you know, he's he's a Trumper. KTV news and all mm-hmm, that stuff mm-hmm. came in here and bopped out a critical conversation, dude. We were chopping it up. Like oh, okay. that okay. shit is that shit is hella fun to me. You know what I I'm mean? Gonna, I'm gonna have to. Li- these are all your. Epi- these are all the episodes. So I'm yeah. gonna have to listen. And to then that. I and then I just keep it like my most viewed episode is an episode called Two Mikes and Some Mexicans," <laughs> <laughs> and it's my homeboy Jose, who's my brother from day one, and uh, him and his lady just pulled up, and we, uh, The Rock has this new tequila called Terramana. Mm-hmm. And we brought a couple bottles of that, and you could hear throughout the episode, like, we just get fucking trashed. Like, it just, like, progresses, oh my God. Like, like, through the recording. <laughs> you hit, like, an hour and a half, and you're like, Ricky is slurring the shit out of his words, but... That's so fucking funny. You know, but, like, you know just kind of freestyling and growing with it, which is dope. Mm. Um, I was... Speaking of variety of your, of your music, you know, when you're dropping... I always want to ask, when you're dropping singles, do you push more on a single, like, a... Something that'll hit like mainstream, more of like a club beat, like upbeat. You know what I mean? Like, or is is there like a tactic when it uh, comes to singles and albums and stuff like that? Or are you just putting shit out? I'm I'm just putting shit out for yeah. the most part. Like I know, like uh, like for example, like I was telling you, I, I I have the project that I'm working on that's more alternative stuff. So like the things that like like when I make music, basically I just make whatever I feel like. I like like. Today I had the day off. I haven't worked on a single song, and that's just because I haven't felt like I got a new camera lens. So that's where right, my right. focus is on. Right. But basically, like when I create, I just create whatever I feel like in that moment. And usually, I'll write something and I'll be working on something. And I'll go, "All right, I got an idea for the video on this. I know what I want to like. Yeah. You know, kind of. If if I already can see that I want to put it out." It's coming out probably two weeks after that. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically, because you you turn it you can turn it around pretty fast then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I usually I build up songs like like I was saying with the voice memo. So like I'll record something, mm-hmm. I'll get the song going, and I'll listen to it for like a week, get it to where I know it, record it, and so like like for example, there's a song that like right after this I'll probably record, and it's called Two Cents, and uh, I'll basically record it, and maybe tomorrow I'll go shoot the video. And then maybe it'll drop Friday next week, mm-hmm. and then video a week after that, and hopefully I have another song that I'm working on, and just they can overlap. Yeah, and yeah. just like I want to try to be like song, video, song, song video, video yeah. and just follow that pattern. So usually just whatever I'm working on, whatever I feel like wanting to put out, mm-hmm. I'll put out. Like I have a lot of songs where I'll make it and be like, oh, like I gotta wait for this one. This one's gonna yeah, be, a you know, yeah, yeah. or this one's great. This is going on the project, you know. So like it's just kind of like. I'm working on a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. and some stuff just kind of becomes yeah. the video. So how, how the, did the process go with Float? Because that's the latest one, right? Yeah, so Float, uh, I I wrote the song just because I felt like, uh, again, I was doing too much rabbity rap. Like, mm-hmm. I was doing a song called Rain Check, and I had done the song, uh, uh, why am I spacing it? It's the one with my bros. Uh, <laughs> it's, the, it's the one with Daphne Leo and Spencer. Why can't I think it? We oh a uh, stunt stunt. There yeah, we yeah. go. What the fuck? Yeah, we yeah. had maybe a bunch of different titles for that. I was just and that's to that another thing day. too. I'm really bad at like remembering titles because I put it whatever I put it and right. save it and then I like just go yeah, yeah and yeah. then like I'll be like all right guys what are we gonna call this or like I'll think to myself all right I want to call it this then I 
that's yeah. what it's called. But then I like could never remember. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the pro- this project's called Stunt. You're like, yeah, yeah, made exactly. the song. You're like, I don't fucking know what do you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, but anyway, so I was doing a bunch of just rapidy rap stuff, and I was like, I want to make a song that's like a feel good song. So that's where all of a sudden I, I I go on YouTube. That's where I find my beats. I just lease them. You know, the certain leases let you do X amount of streams. So, so you I don't, don't you don't make any of your beats. If I could make beats, I would definitely want to do a lot more <laughs> harder shit and a lot. I'm diverging. I, I smoked a little bit before. Right, I right. Well, we're going to smoke a little bit anyway. So you'll see how loopy I get too. So oh, don't fuck even worry. Yeah, fuck like yeah. I said, bro, you're on <laughs> the title's quarter life crisis, bro. Like we just chop it up, bro. Oh, and I'm, I'm literally like almost like exactly at the quarter. Is it like 25? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That was the main reason I did it. I was like, you know, when I, when I started doing it, mm-hmm. COVID hit and all this political stuff has been going on and yada, yada, yada. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, you know, um, I, I, I nerd out and I rabbit hole a lot, but I'm just yeah. a fucking guy, you know, like I'm a yeah. bottom level, middle class, just guy, you know? Mm-hmm. So exactly, you know, the take, I, what I believe is my take on a lot of things that are going on is very similar to most because I have access to about the same amount of information as everyone else. You know, that we, I feel like we have kind of like a sliver of an idea of the grand scheme of things in some oh, categories, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know? So just like kind of talking it out, like, man, like this is kind of the blue collar thought process that I believe is going out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And just, mm-hmm. and then talking to, talking to other people, it's like, we don't, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. What's happening right now. You know? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm fucking 28. I'm like trying to make some money. I'm trying to raise a kid. I'm going to work. The Capitol fucking Hill's well, getting brushed. Like exactly, there's a COVID-19. Yeah, life, life is weird. Life, life is, is crazy. Weird, I, I almost think it's like a, um, my dad was telling me, he was like, he really likes, my dad's a big history nerd. Mm. And he's like, you know, this quarter life crisis could almost be like the Western empire, like quarter life crisis of the Western empire. Like we're about, we're about three, 400 years into absolutely just fucking dominating when it comes to economically, military, all that stuff, technology, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, we're kind of getting to that point where it's almost getting a little overwhelming. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, shit's getting a little yeah, weird. Like it's the, you could see it building to something. Yeah, something's building. Yeah, that's I'm hoping it's good. It's I'm scary hoping it's good. shit, man. The simulation's freaking the fuck out right now. Bro, <laughs> like, hey, you know what's funny? <laughs> this is so off topic, and we'll get back, but let's go. Um, you know, the things that would be so far-fetched and you would laugh at people five years ago for saying Mm. aren't quite as crazy anymore no. like if someone's like it's a simulation in the matrix you're like man get the fuck out of here you've been smoking yeah, that shit yeah and then you're kind of like well i mean i'm not i'm not they're sure doing some now. weird stuff with yeah, ai is... you know or like or like civil war like if someone five years ago in 2015 was like yeah america's gonna go to a civil war like, no. what are you talking are you high bro 2015 was what um was obama's last year the media was very suppressed. Everyone seemed very unified. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Economically, mm-hmm. we we're doing pretty good. Yada, yada, yada. This, that, and the other. Sports was killing it, you know? And, uh, but now it's like we kind of had a small little baby civil war in, uh, I think it was, was it Portland? They like seceded. Oh. You heard about that, right? They seceded. They yeah. took 15 city. You're kidding me, bro. Maybe, maybe I slept on that. So, so. <laughs> This was when the BLM stuff was going on, right? Okay, when, okay, so yeah, yes. maybe a little bit. So uh, I, I'll, I'll shave off some details, but these people pretty much commandeered with the mayor's approval in Port. I believe it was Portland. Okay, so they, I did hear about this. They All commandeered right. pretty much 15 city blocks, and they seceded from the United That's States, crazy. and they 
ran their own they ran their own law and like I didn't know they fully own... seceded. I didn't know all that was going oh, on. Yeah. I knew they were holding something up up there. They were holding it they were no holding it up like it was. they wow. were policing, they were governing themselves. I believe that I don't know if it's still going, but it mm. went for months, you know? And I was sitting there and I was like I was talking with my sister in another podcast and I was like that's like a fucking baby civil fucking war. Yeah, no. Very, like, very yeah, tiny, yeah. like a little taste. Well, and then look at Capitol Hill. That was crazy. You know, like, that's like, people are like, oh, like, that was just a protest. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, that is like history book shit. That like, was so far past protest, too, because that actually what they did was technically constitutionally legal. Like, if if a, an organized militia mm-hmm. has the legal right to overthrow a tyrannical government, which is technically what I believe they were trying to attempt to do yeah you know and then even like you know when the blm stuff was going on they did it to the the capital in in oregon mm-hmm. and they were like did it in michigan and they were i was like burning down police stations yeah, and brushing exactly. capitol hill and riots in the streets and massive and saying, like, the 20, world 2020 was crazy it was crazy <laughs> not only like people i feel like it's crazy that people aren't talking about when blm was when when i was really enjoying the movement of blm when it was much mm. more docile than than what it ended to be but mm. the whole world was protesting it was like other oh, countries it was beautiful it was hundreds it was, of thousands of people in the street i thought it was beautiful yeah, it, I thought it was so dope. Like, oh god, like, and to me, to me, in my opinion, like that that unity right there overshadowed any of the bullshit that happened. To me, yeah, yeah, I agree. like, I'm, I agree. and like that's why I hate when people go like they try to dismiss it with the bullshit because it's like, yeah. no, like fuck you. Did you see everything else though? Right. Like, did you see what the rest of the world was doing? Yeah. You know, like, did you see how it brought people together? Like, you yeah. can't like dismiss that. The positives uh, of yeah. that isolation. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, and, and yeah. you know, you want to, you want to, you want to dance. Uh, properly around race but like you know there was millions if not billions of white people at home now having to sit at home in isolation where they have to spend more time where they are forced to have more time in like watching these consistencies that you're seeing on the news and on mm-hmm. media and on social platforms and yada 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 and Things they start, start seeing these consistency to, yeah exactly you know like uh, um, you know like it, it was dope I think for a lot of black people we were kind of like you know and we've been doing this for years mm-hmm. But man, to see that they're like, "What the fuck?" They're beating up niggas like hotcakes. Like, fuck this, and they just hit the streets. Thousands and thousands of people. That was some gangster ass shit. Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. some gangster no, there ass was a, shit. There was this drone shot over L.A. Mm-hmm. I think when uh, uh, it was around the time YG was shooting his video right. uh, when the protests were going on. But it was just like the amount of yeah. people. And my thing is too, like, it's like you're gonna label all those protesters as like terrorists and people destroying yeah. if all those people actually wanted to take down your city they would have right yeah. like if you look at that drone shot and saw all those people as just terrorists or like you yeah. know looters and stuff yeah that city would have been destroyed because it was outnumbered like yeah. the ratio is just not it yeah. doesn't even compare i like, thought it was crazy too because they tried to throw the people in capitol hill in the same category mm-hmm. and i and i understand mm-hmm. that it was a protest but like when we were hitting the when people were hitting the streets for blm that was for like rights and that was for true like whether you want to agree with it or not true systematic things that have been happening yes. for hundreds of years yes. have we made have we made leaps and bounds Absolutely, but yeah. there was one. There was one person who said it to me, the dopest, and we were talking about uh, when Kaepernick was kneeling mm-hmm. in the NFL, and he was like, uh, "You know, it's not that we hate America or disrespecting America or disrespect the flag. Like, you know, 
we just want that flag to hold up its end of the bargain of what was originally wrote in the Constitution. Like it's not holding up its end of the bargain. Exactly. We we want exactly. a piece. We want a piece of that. That's all we want. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we don't need no payback. We don't need no sympathy or nothing. Just let us run the same fucking race. Well, and it's just it's it's wild. I, I see you have the San Fran. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a Bay boy through and through, yeah. bro. I got it tatted all over me, dude. It, it's just wild to me that like what some people would be saying about Kaepernick for just peacefully kneeling like yeah. that, then fast forward to Capitol Hill. Like, right. if you would have paid, like, I would have loved to see the news broadcast next to each other. Yeah. Like, I want someone to do that. Right. Because it's just, like, the contrast is so yeah. fucking ridiculous. Like, and, how can you even, like, say that? You and know? H- how did he get so ridiculed? Because, you know, you watch video after video, and he did say some some negative things, but a vast majority of the time, unbelievably, like, Calm and peaceful. Calm and peaceful and respectful. Very thought out. If you don't believe in what he's saying, then that's fine. Or if it doesn't like pertain to you, like I understand that. But like the things that he was saying were truly undeniable. Yeah. You know, like they were happening. He was just bringing awareness. And you know, like what's the right way to do it? Like you have a guy who is now all of a sudden the face of the 49ers who just went to the Super Bowl, who were so hyped through Harbaugh and you got Patrick Willis and Dante Whitner and they were just Alex Smith and they were this beacon of media. And he was like, fuck, what other way could I reach billions of people? Right. Billions, exactly. of, billions of people. You know what I mean? Like once everybody started kneeling, you know, whether you want to take it or some people took it right and some people took it wrong. Everyone's like, watch it. If you're watching Titans, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, it don't matter. You're like, why the fuck are they kneeling? Yo, Google that shit. What's going on? Why the fuck do they keep doing that? And well, then it's like a little bit of awareness. And look at the ripple effect. Look Huge at the, ripple look effect. At the, like, it, from, like, what year did uh, Kaepernick do that? Like, it was, was it 2014, 2015, uh, 16? I don't even know. It was a while ago. But basically, to think from then till now and just the events of 2020, it's right. just like... I think it was like 14 or 15 because it was because Kaepernick went to the Super Bowl when we lost to the Ravens. I think it was like 15. Let me see. But it was, but yeah. You, but look you, at how long it took to actually almost like have an effect. Right. You know, or like he look was back ridiculed like, and just dis- like destroyed. People d- destroyed. And now everybody's got to say sorry. And yeah, everybody's yeah. got to come back. And it's like, if you would have listened, look at how <laughs> this shit wouldn't have gotten right. to the steps that it took you right. know like we there was to, a we had to lock the world in a box for them to see it yeah which yeah. is weird there was like uh there was a video uh of tupac monologuing about it and he was just basically saying like at first like you know you're gonna knock on the door and you're gonna be peaceful and you're gonna ask nicely but eventually if you're out in the cold and you're hungry like you're gonna be knocking that fucking door down yeah because at the end of the day you're doing what you can to survive i've seen that when he says uh he says i I never tried anybody that i didn't believe i had to like i don't believe i ever broke the law like i was doing things i had to do to survive in the situation that i was in you know what i mean and then sooner or later you treat somebody like a caged dog they're gonna act like one you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. sorry that's just that's just what happens like i would fucking hate to be a cop right now yeah if especially if i was a (laughs) yeah especially if i was a good cop Oh god, that'd be the <laughs> be the fucking worst, bro. I'd be so fucking nervous all the time. Oh yeah. Let me see where this is. Kaepernick. And that's the thing, and that's why I didn't ever have to get to that level. Never had to get to that level. Yeah. And it's and it's wild. Like it's 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 uh 2016, yep. Yeah. September first, 2016. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't have ever got to that. Man, we went on hardcore tangent. But the world is just a crazy place. But what we're saying, like, yeah, yeah. things that would be far-fetched 
aren't really like too like far fetched anymore. No, no way, no way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, weird shit. Like I even started thinking about some wild shit. Like when I was seeing everything going on, I saw like Capitol Hill happening, and and when the BLMs were in the streets, I was almost like surprisingly calm about it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing. I'm like, I'm like, I see it, and I'm like, damn, damn. Yeah, well, there it goes. It's popping and off. What's yeah. gonna be next? You it's know, almost, like it's, it's just like fuck. It's almost like the it's almost like the country's kind of like, man. I mean, we kind of figured this was good. it was gonna happen sooner. Yeah, like I, like it was anybody fucked fucking surprised? Like yeah. like I mean, I was surprised, but like in the way like uh, like it's <laughs> it was like 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 if it was like a birthday party. You know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Like you knew it was your birthday. You didn't know there was gonna be a surprise party, but you knew something. But you knew there was something to celebrate. Yeah, <laughs> but it was kind of like. The opposite of that, yeah, you know, yeah. for America, <laughs> dude. Uh, like you were just like, oh yeah, this is a, this should be a good day. But <laughs> I was even getting sketched out, bro. That uh, I was like, man, somebody like, I mean, like, is another country gonna like fucking land on our soil? That's what I, you know. You know, it's just like, like I mean, think about the beginning of uh, uh, 2020. They mm-hmm. were saying like World War Three and shit like that. Now we're beginning in 2021. They're talking civil war, that kind of fucking kind of stupid wild. shit. Well, I was thinking even like my biggest fear is like if, the, if there ever was a fucking civil war, I'm a hundred percent against it. Right. Because again, that just basically shows us how weak as a country we are and Big how facts. divided we are. Like, how can you be? How can you say you are like? a proud citizen of the United States if you are rooting for its division. Correct. Like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. You know? and it's, Yeah, it's, it's like a weird... And then you go through this moral battle where it's like you, you have that thought exactly, but then mm. you're also like you have a massive group of people that are going against what you believe makes you a proud citizen of oh. the country, and that's when things start to... to fall. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at all... And the, then it just... Uh, you know, yeah. perspectives, perspectives, perspectives. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about... And we know. lucked out the last Civil War. Like... Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. civil war in the United States was by far the shortest span of a civil war in any country in history. Like there's civil wars going on that, that have been going on for thousands of years. Holy you know shit. what I mean? Like you, uh, like uh, what was what was the one that uh, there's one that came up in the news that was a big one. I I'm like fucking blanking out the fucking name of the country. It'll come to me, but you know like. All of a sudden, you'll see this media story pop up, and, and these people are like running across the border because there's been a civil war going on for 150 years. Oh yeah, these yeah, are, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I forget where the fuck it was, but uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, uh, though. You know, and it's just like it's crazy that those things kind of like are tapping into our country. And when I was starting to think like that, I was like rabbit hole, and I'm smoking a blunt, <laughs> and I was like, goes. <laughs> you know, when I was seeing all this stuff going on, I'm like, man, what if it kind of fell apart? Like, how many other countries are making trillions of dollars off of us? And what we do in the United States is when shit starts to pop off and there's civil war, there's government unrest or, oh, or when tyranny. Is somebody else going to come through and just. They slide through. Yep. Like, just imagine, like, you know, like, you know, I don't know, not obviously not Russia, but I'll just use Russia as an example. Russia's like, we're a huge ally. We're making too much money. These guys are falling apart. Like, fuck that. We're mm-hmm. going to go land on their soil. We'll push tanks through their streets and stuff like that. Military everywhere mm-hmm. to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Like, we do that in countries all over the world. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, like, just imagine a tank driving down the street, down, driving down the like, 80 oh, arena. Shit. And, it, and, it's, and it's Russia's. And it's you a know, Russian you're, tank. You're, you're like, oh, oh, oh fuck. fuck. Like, what are they doing in Reno? Like, Dude, you know what I mean? But like, I feel like if if like that Capitol Hill went to the worst that it possibly could and, and those fucking retards in there did try to overthrow the government and then realize that they'd have to try to organize some type of law, we'd be fucked. Oh, God, yeah. It would fall yeah, the fuck it would apart. Be, <laughs> did you see the video when they, they were in the... Uh, what 
can't when they were in like the one of the main halls where they do like their uh, voting and everything uh-huh. the senate the, yeah. i'm not good with I know, the buildings, I know what you're talking but about. yeah the big room i've seen the, that the video, big yeah. room the big with room the blue floor with the mics yeah. and shit yeah. there's like tiers of desks yes exactly yes, that yeah, I know exactly what they got about. in there and they're like we're they're so like let's vote they're like let's vote on some shit yeah. they're like everybody take a seat let's vote and, and i'm just like what are you even trying to accomplish? Like, they, 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 they have no fucking idea. Like, how fucking crazy is it, bro? Like, there's, like, pictures of kids. Like, they're just, like, kids sitting in the Senate seat, just, like, chilling in Capitol Hill. I think they got in and were like, damn, we didn't expect to get in here. Yeah, no, exactly. Or, or, or at least expected somebody to do something for them. They were like, we got us here. Okay, now Trump And then they just something. left. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, okay. Like, you guys are the worst protesters ever. I got to show you this one thing that, that I found on fucking... TikTok. Uh, they're trying to. They were trying to sell like uh, uh, our information to other countries too, like mm-hmm. people who are stealing shit from Capitol Hill or like really? caught trying to steal yeah. like like somebody who stole something of Nancy Pelosi's mm-hmm. was trying to sell it to Russia and shit. Like, did you see them all getting locked up? Yeah. It was did you great. see those videos of them in the airport? Uh, no, I have not so, seen the airport one. Hella people flew to to D.C. Oh, yeah, because they all got banned. And they wanted to go see Trump, right? They wanted to go see whatever that fucking speech or rally or whatever his, yeah, right he did right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So they all flew in, and they were tagging these mother. They went to social media, and the police were like, yo, here are all the pictures. Find these motherfuckers. And tons of people on social media went on like massive like witch hunt. And these people were getting banned, and they couldn't fly home. And they were getting arrested in D.C., and there's videos of them just freaking the fuck out. Yeah, because they they probably thought that they were going to get pardoned, or they were going to get away with it. You're on a no-fly list, motherfucker. You're a terrorist now. You're a terrorist now. You are officially a terrorist, bro. Like, welcome to America. (laughs) Welcome to fucking America, bro. Yes. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. That's the greatest representation of that. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. I saw that shit and I saw They started... took down an American flag to put up a Trump put flag. Put up a Trump flag. Like, come bro. on. Like, what are you fighting for? What are you fighting I wonder, for? I wonder. Like, I wish I could have been in Trump's mind. You know, when he was watching that? <laughs> He's like, like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. He's like, I'm going to get impeached again. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. That's might... what's so funny, too, is it's like like people are bitching about the impeachment. It's like, the, don't give them ammo to yeah. impeach him with. For real. Like, why are you mad? Why are you upset? What did you do? God, dude. <laughs> dude, and you know what else is You know what else is crazy? It got so bad that we looked at, you know, like, I'm happy Trump's out of office. I am. Yeah, I am, too. But I'm I just think it's so happy. crazy that he... It got so bad that we saw Kamala Harris and Joe Biden as like saviors, you know, like, right. you know what I mean? I'm not saying they're terrible people or like, I'm not even going to back. No, but it's but just I, how much we like, we were just hoping right. and praying on these people that are just like, we're just kind of like, eh, they're like, not them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> things know, are, like whoa, like it, it, it's gotten to the point almost where like, we're just trying to pick the least crook. Like who's, yeah. who's the least. Oh yeah. Oh, crook absolutely. You know what I'm saying like, <laughs> yes. That's a that's a scary thing, but it was wild because lesser two, of two evils. Yeah, because we saw in 2016 like it was Hillary and Trump, and it almost feel it almost seemed like a rebellion. Like we were like, we don't want another person who's just another politician to get in the office and go back in the hamster wheel. We're gonna vote outside of it, and someone from outside can come in, and we put Trump in. And like two years in, we're like, oh shit, <laughs> oh shit. Okay, well we gave it a shot, but maybe that wasn't the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And some people just can't get over that. Yeah. I mean, a little, I mean, it's just crazy, bro. It's cheesy, but a little love could go a long way. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like fuck, man. It's pretty crazy. Like people, people go to hate so quick. Yeah. The way I always look at it is just like I judge by character. I judge by how somebody carries themselves and like right. depicts themselves. You know, like and just like just just alone, Trump's demeanor left a bad taste in my mouth right. every time. Right. You know, and I can't I can't look up or look at somebody as a leader like that. Yeah, absolutely. You like know, it just don't work for me. You know, it's not like we're denying anything that he like, you know, like there is no there is there is no question of how many jobs brought in the country and what he did economically and some of his policies were very positive. But like dude, you're 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 our you're our image. Exactly. Exactly. You know? So just like just like clean it up. <laughs> like motherfucker, what the fuck? Who's, <laughs> like, who's his PR guy? Like sitting there like Oh fuck! He's going off the prompter. He's freestyling. Like, get him off the stage. Get right, him fucking exactly. off the podium. Having a fucking heart attack on the side. God damn it! Hoping and it, he doesn't get murdered in the alley somewhere. Like, <laughs> I think it's crazy that we had a black president for two terms, and then Trump, and they never got shot at either of them. Well, come on, right? Nobody pulled the trigger. I thought for sure. I thought for sure Obama was getting shot at at least one time. I wouldn't want him to get hit, but I thought no, he was going to get not. shot at. <laughs> I thought he was. Gonna I was get worried. Hit. I, you know, <laughs> I was worried. You know, America's racist. <laughs> like I was very worried. <laughs> Shit is crazy. Um, how has a uh, you know with all this madness and shit going on, what is uh, what is the effect on the music industry? Uh, for you. Well, my favorite my favorite venue to perform at Jub Jubs is closed now. Which was heartbreaking because uh, I'd I'd performed at that venue when there was no lights, barely any sound, you know, and kind of started there almost. Yeah, yeah, like especially when I hit that reset button, it was around the time Jub Jubs had first started opening, and I started doing shows there, and the promoter started going there. You know, it started becoming the venue because the Knitting Factory eventually closed around the time Jub Jubs was opening right. too. Do you um, want to roll it, or do you care if I roll it? Oh, you could definitely roll. Some, I'm awful at rolling, okay. so it's cool. Some people are very particular about their backwards. Oh, good. It's weed to God me. Of, God <laughs> hey, it's all weed to me. <laughs> so, but, yeah, that venue's closed. That's yeah, crazy. so, like, you know, venues are closing. Um, connections just are falling through. Like, you know, like, I had, uh, I had a show uh, at the beginning of the year, and I made a connection where I was like, oh, my God. You know, this like, could be huge. yeah, it was huge. And I still have this connection, don't get me wrong, but it was just like the momentum wasn't there anymore because right, right. COVID hit and everything had to be, you know, put off. And it just like, it messed things up a little bit. It was unfortunate, but it definitely has like slowed things down. But I've been able to take the opportunity to, because uh, I use shows as a lot of my promotion you know right. that was that was a lot of where my energy was you know if people were seeing and hearing about me it was because i was doing shows right with covid took that away yeah like that i i almost had to re-establish how i wanted to go about my things right. uh and so that's pushed me to want to shoot my own videos again so has your, has your video intake increased since covid yes yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah like i i i bought my camera uh, that I use now it was it's a Sony A6000. I bought it uh, for my birthday. Plug. <laughs> yeah. Sony A6000. <laughs> I want that fucking sponsorship, sponsorship money. Yeah. yeah, I need that motherfucking sponsorship. I put it on all my videos. I, I'm shooting with the Sony A6000. I shoot on a Nauman TLM 102. Right. Like <laughs> waiting for the call. Waiting for the call. Yeah, yeah. Just send that money. B and H. What's up? Uh, <laughs> but basically. Uh, 
I, I got it in July and I was just like, all right, I'm going to, you know, start working and start, you know, doing things because I would realize there was not, I couldn't do shows. Right. How else am I going to get my music out there? Well, I could shoot videos. Fuck it. <laughs> you know, so I started shooting videos. Uh, and then like today I, you know, it's been about six months since I got it and six, seven months. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, time to take the next step. It's like what you were saying earlier, where right. it's just like, slowly build see if it's something you want to keep doing and now right, that right. i've done a lot more videos than i like i if i actually put the numbers together i've probably done more videos in 2020 than i did in like the last previous two years probably before that wow. so and this year i'm trying to do a video almost every two weeks like i said yeah. so you know i want to put out a lot of content i want to double what i'm doing yeah. uh and that's just all come from the fact that i can't do shows and rely on those to like get my music out there so now i just have to create yeah so it's actually in in a weird way it's been a positive at least in that aspect because it's pushing me to have to learn more right. and and that's what i like it, it got me out of my comfort zone a little bit oh yeah that's dope dude you got to tell me about some of these shows that, some of these shows that you've done. oh dude because dude, you stories. you've 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 put some posts up mm. where i'm like one it's like a flashback video and i'm like I would love to be in that crowd. And two, mm -hmm. some of the people that you were able to fucking open for. Yeah, dude, I got a list. Let me find it. Like, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Dude, please find dude, I Because I've been working my ass off. <laughs> I was trying to get shows. Because when I was in high school, I thought, uh, I grew up on, uh, fast forward, just a little backtrack. Uh, I grew up watching like, you ever watched the Goofy movie? Oh, fuck yeah. So you dude. know how... Uh, What's that song? Stand Out. Dude. <laughs> Stand Out. It's the jam. Yeah, where he's in the in the cafeteria or whatever, yeah. in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. So that shit was like... that When I was a kid, that was like the most inspiring shit to me. Like right. that scene right there was my fucking everything, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so like when I was a kid... <laughs> and That's so fucking funny yeah. and random, like goofy movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was... But I never like thought of music as my future, but I always just was like, that was so inspiring. Like he just kind of did what he wanted to do. So when I was in in high school and I was doing music that was all it was never in my like conscious right but like I always just was like I gotta do shows I gotta do some shit you know right, like right, right. so when I was in high school I was just starting out I was just doing these like bar shows and I was working with people who had access to get me to those shows but right. I just wasn't ready yet I right, wasn't right. there yet I couldn't sell the tickets you know things like that mm -hmm. so basically I just like uh you know, just I was very hungry for it to the point where all of a sudden, as soon as I could go, I went, man. Hell yeah. Like I was like, shit, where can I get shows? How can I make connections? I'm talking to everybody. Like yeah, I'm yeah. getting, you know, like trying I'm to getting... book, trying to book anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was doing shows back to back. I'd be like, I have like, uh, and and partially, I like, I remember I would do shows like uh, before I was getting like these really because it was like 2016 ish. And from there on was I was finally starting to do the bigger shows that I wanted to do. Otherwise, they were just kind of sprinkled. Like I did a two chain show, like yeah, in like twenty sixteen. That. Uh, that was in January. Just two chains wanted to come to the city. He was doing a small little tour. He was like in Sacramento, uh, and uh, so he came out to Reno. So he just came out to Reno real quick. The tickets were like forty dollars. <laughs> they were so much. Two thousand and sixteen, bro. And two chains was jub jubs. Two chains was fucking popping yeah he was he was really big at the time like he was like um what was coming out a lot let me see artists i'm trying to go to my notes oh okay so yeah no take you, you and also bro like i said take your time we can just cut we can always we just cut out dead space it's oh yeah you're fun. good uh um 
but yeah, so basically, like, I just, like, I got hungry for it, you know? When I was in high school, like, I really wanted to do shows, and I could never get to the shows because, you know, I was still in high school, I was young, and then as soon as I, like, got out of high school, and I started getting my own money and was able to be like, all right, like, let's 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 do some work, you know? Like, right, if right. I can drive out to a city, I'm going out to do that sit- right. this show in that city. Even if it was a small bar show, I was doing them. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, my uh, manager at the time once set up, like, a circuit in washington i went to uh, olympia tacoma and seattle just like back-to-back nights like friday saturday sunday and were just you, for, you were opening i was just an act on this random little show you know and it wasn't big you know say, like there was anybody? maybe like 20 people at each show but i have people to this day from those shows who still support me but they so didn't know, they didn't know you before that they didn't know that know me before you that. didn't have people in washington at the time right no no i had like uh like my homie who came out with me had family up there who came mm-hmm. and that was about it and it was just like his dad and like sister i think fuck but it's gotta be nerve-wracking right you know, not 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 too much. At that point, I just I I'd been doing shows every weekend. You know, oh. at one point there was a time where I was doing a bar show, a big show. So you, you were know. in your comfort zone there. Yeah, I was definitely in my comfort zone when it just came to performing at at, at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was upset because there were small shows. I was told like they were gonna be these big things, but I would just do shows at this point until 2016. I would do a bunch of these bar shows wherever I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they were in Reno, whether they were in fucking Washington, like drive 14 hours to go do the show that night. Like, you know, I was doing that kind of shit all the time. Fuck. Yeah. So like that was, and you were that, a fucking rock star for a little bit. Yeah. A little, little bit. And that was, and that was, uh, before I'd even really started doing bigger shows, right. you know? And then I, uh, basically all of a sudden, like I started doing, I was doing, shows like where i would sell tickets and they would be for a headliner and it was a little bigger right. but they would i would only do them maybe every once every four months or something mm-hmm. like this at that point right. but it got to a point where like 2016 to 2018 to even like right before covid almost every couple months we were doing a really big show yeah. or we were doing something here what's or the, guest performing here what's and the biggest show you've ever done people wise um wait wait hold on hold on i don't want to get off track you got to tell me about when you opened up for two chains oh yeah okay uh so that was just uh i i was booked for to open up for him it was just here in reno and uh to i it was just another show honestly i didn't get to meet him i didn't get to security it sucks sometimes security is super cool and i get to meet everybody sometimes i can like just talk to like the headliners and kick it with them literally the entire time or like, I no. I don't even see them <laughs> off the stage. Right. Does two like does oh. two chains have like a part in that? Like, is he trying to help out local cats and that's what he's trying uh, to do, or does, no, he's just nah. like, when yeah, you take to, care of it, it's all good. I, something I learned was. Uh, when it came to like music, like I used to always think like if I open for this person, they'll see me and want to do something with me. But at the end of the day, they got their career; they're trying to do their own thing too. Right. Who you want to impress are their people managers their promoters their booking agents they, right. you want to you even want maybe, even maybe their fans right yeah they're well they're fans especially yeah. that's that's the whole reason you wanted to sell tickets and get in front of that crowd to begin with because because that's the only reason they're there no worries i need the fuego the fuego, fuego man. oh you got a classic ps2 that's dope oh, yeah, bro, I got two. you got two i don't even think i have my original one Two 75-inch TVs. One's got a PS2 hooked up to it. The other one's got a Nintendo 64 hooked up to it. Oh, shit, bro. I'm going hard. 
I literally like I paid rent. I paid my rent off of Diddy Kong Racing. Oh damn, damn. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah. Like niggas will get bold as fuck. <laughs> that was my shit when I was a kid, bro. Like I'll scrape you. I'm like, all right for sure. Let's put some money on it. Like two hundred on it. Double it. or nothing. I'll fucking scrape you. <laughs> like I've literally been playing that game for fifteen years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry. Where, where were we at? So yeah, uh, you're trying to impress their people. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're not you're not there to like hope the headliner wants to put you on. You you want to impress their DJ. You want to impress their booking agent. You want to impress their merch guy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the mindset you got to go in with it, with all these shows, because at the end of the day, like then you stay grounded, right. you stay in your like, like what can I actually achieve? I right. can talk to these people. I can leave an impression with these people. Mm-hmm. Those are the people you need to reach. Those are the people. And that's just with everything. You know, when you do a show, you're not performing for the people who aren't turning up to your shit. You're performing for the people who are. Even if it's one person jumping in that crowd, just look at that motherfucker and be like, we're having a good time. Right, you know. Right. And that's what it's all about. That's what all music is just basically about, in my eyes at least. It's just about who wants to enjoy it, who doesn't, can keep it fucking moving. Bro, that must be so fucking fun, dude, when, when you're, when like, no oh. how big the crowd is, like there's people right in front of you. Just fucking jamming and singing your lyrics. Like, have you been in that moment? Like, there's people right in the front who just know your lyrics, know the yeah, song. Yeah, dude, comes and on, it's and crazy. Like, like they like put up a video. Uh, there was a guy who uh, he sent me. Uh, I put it on my story. He put up this uh, video when I was in the crowd. This was I was opening for Corday. Is that full singing your lyrics? Who's that? I, I'm right in there. That's me right there. That's you. But he, like he was like singing the lyrics while. Oh, oh! This is a guy in the crowd. This is a guy in the crowd. He took this video of Dude. me, and he was like singing the lyrics, and that was cool. And I remember when I was performing, I could hear him saying like, oh, "I got time for discussion." Like people were yeah. screaming it, and I was like, "That's so fucking sick." So yeah, no, it is crazy. Like um, uh, there was this one show. So for me, the biggest reset. So like I I'd done a lot of shows. Uh, I I'm, one day I'm gonna have a timeline because I used to keep all the flyers. Like literally, even like the small bar shows. Yeah, yeah. I literally had my entire wall filled with yeah. all the flyers. They're in my uh, they're in my storage shed. Okay, so you still at my, have them. at my place. Yeah, gotta they, we still we still got them. But I stopped printing them after a while because I was like, damn, I'm doing a lot. <laughs> this is a lot of paper. <laughs> yeah. But I had like for a long time all these like flyers of all these different shows I did. But uh, I did that reset. I went through an identity crisis. Went through a big breakup in my life. You know, it was like my first heartbreak in like 2016, and like around that time i was like okay i gotta really like find myself again you know and when i did that's just kind of where this monster was born i was just like let's get this shit yeah. you know and so i started doing all these shows i was doing everything i possibly could uh so let me i'm gonna read this list this is all the uh uh artists i've opened for, opened up for at least in this note like i'm sure there's some i'm missing but uh joiner lucas snow the product seven times uh e4 wait e2. pause yeah pause snow the product yeah yeah Okay. Yeah. You might have to cut this out. Just don't. Just just bear with me, bro. Just bear with me, cause I gotta do this. I have to do this. Like, my project Komodo. If you look, that's produced by Pumbaa. Yeah. I'm about to call my best friend in the world. Yeah. Nigga, nigga. I'm doing a podcast right now, um, and the homie who's sitting right in front of me, bro, has opened up how many times? Seven times. Seven times. Seven times. For Snow the product. Oh what? Nigga, right when I heard that, I was like, I need to tell this man. <laughs> yeah, that's hell yeah I did. I did. I think 
three shows in Reno, then San Jose, San Francisco, Sacramento, um, and two times in Sacramento. So yeah, bro, this nigga has just pictures with snow. That's Castro, her artist. That's Hondro. That's Pumba. I want pictures with snow. Ooh. <coughs> All right, Tay, I'm going to tap in. All right, I'll uh, yeah, Damn, was, that sucks. Oh, this is hitting so good, man. Thank you. But but it was still cool. And, and actually, the thing is, at the end of the day. That's actually mine. What up? This is my run. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a year old. It's a year old. It's from last season when I was in mm-hmm. California. The guy that I just called, actually, we grew together. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is wedding cake. Wedding so, cake. Yeah, outdoor. Pure outdoor. Oh, it tastes 100% so good, organic. If you scroll through my – one thing that I really like is, like, on my Instagram, I made it to where, like, if you just scroll through my Instagram from the very beginning, you get the whole story. You see everything. Yeah, yeah. Because, like it's, – it's, it's, it's very uh, chronological. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, like this is kind of where it started going because I was doing uh, – this was, like, in Olympia – so this was like there was nobody there. I tried to make it look like it was a bigger deal than it was. <laughs> this was a uh, one time in uh, Boise. I did a show. That was that was the I was super hyped about this show because all these guys they jumped with me, they turned up with me, and it was just like this small little venue. Yeah, yeah. And I'd never had that. I was in a different city, and all these people were like jumping and turning up to my stuff. Like that was crazy to me, Hell man. Yeah. And so like I was hyped about it. That's the cat that was just on the phone. Name's Tao Grimms. He's actually a fucking unbelievably talented rapper. Oh, dope. But very, very strange music style. Very mm-hmm. dark. Very, like, bleeds on the track. Every single one. Not a, not a hype dude. Dope, though. You'll have, to, you'll have to shoot me some links. Bro. So that was... I, so it was cool because, like, she would just pull you on stage. Like, yeah. So this was, I think, the second show. Mm-hmm. The second show I did with her in Reno. And it was funny because the second uh, the show in Sacramento, we followed it up. I went through a different promoter. I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to that Sacramento show." Yeah, so yeah. I went through a different promoter. He uh, didn't get me the tickets until the day of. He like, he was like, "Oh, I'll send them to you. I'll send them to you." I had a month, so I sent up all these people. I was like, "I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have tickets." Blah blah blah. I was gonna make trips to just drive out to Sacramento on the weekend. Right. I had about a month to like sell the tickets. Right. The promoter didn't get me tickets until the day of, and then was like, "Hey man, you gotta you you gotta turn in, other, otherwise they won't let you perform." I was able to sell all thirty tickets in like three hours. What? In all, yeah, I, I I just drove around. So I, this was like the one of the first shows like in SAC I think I had ever did. Yeah, yeah. And it was fucking crazy. You just like, drove around a fucking town of SAC, drove around a nine one six selling tickets. Yeah, yeah. Just what just drove. The fuck? Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> You're and brave, then, bro. Yeah, bro. I was just well, I just was like, all right, this is the area I'm in. If you can just meet me in these areas that I'm in where I like feel comfortable, right. just let's meet in tickets. Damn. And so we sold tickets, and that was that was that show. Damn, that is lit as fuck. It was wild, bro. That is, that's. So then from there, God, just, that must have been a good feeling, bro. Yeah, it was have crazy. that turnout with that last minute. Your anxiety is probably through the roof. Oh, huh? dude, through the fucking roof. But that's why, like, you know, like it's wild because I feel like now I just I don't stress anything because it's just been years of that. Like, right, you know, right. I never look at. It's always business, you know. Mm-hmm. Like when I go to shows, like I'm never there to have. Like I, I'm, I'm when I have fun. Right. But that's when I perform. Right, but it's but then when I'm like off that stage, like let's go. Like you yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? I'm sorry, I'm oh no no you're, no please. Uh, I'm fucking high as fuck already. But uh, yeah so. But this is kind of the timeline. So the basically, 
from there, I got booked these like small shows in Mammoth Lakes, mm-hmm. and it was for opening for Andre Nicotino. And I'd opened for Andre, I think, three times before this. <laughs> Andre didn't show up to this one though. Yeah, that's per usual. Yeah, but, but I've been to. I think I've been to like seven or eight of his concerts, and he hasn't shown up like three show of them. Up. Yeah, it gets fucked up. And so this was uh, this. He didn't show up, and all these people they packed the building. This was Mammoth Lakes. Like my like, it was funny. I was telling my folks about it, and they were like, "Don't go to Mammoth Lakes. It's snowing." Blah blah blah. Because it was like January. Like it was like, yeah. it was beautiful. The drive was amazing. It was like like. Uh, like just driving out there at night with the, like the full moon and all the snow, it was so sick. Yeah, super bright out when it's hella snowy. Yeah, so I basically started doing all these shows, and I went to Mammoth Lakes and South Lake to open for Andre. So this was South Lake the next night, and then I got to do a show with Dizzy Wright in Reno. This was like in 2018. So yeah, go back, go back to your list. Go back to your list. Okay. Hit, me with, hit me with the list, and then okay. we'll continue. Okay, so artists I've opened for. Joyner Lucas, Snow the Product seven times, E-40 twice, Two Chains, Sage of Gemini three times, Dizzy Wright twice, Puya, Chris Webby, Blueface, Bone Thugs and Harmony. I've opened for uh, Lazy Bone separately, like just on his own show. That was like one of my very, very first like headlining shows I got to open for. And then uh, Bad Baby, Fat Nick, Neff the Pharaoh twice, uh, Max O'Cream, Andre Nicotina four times, Lil Debbie twice, and then uh, Kasky. And there's probably a lot that I'm forgetting, but that's that's what this list is. That is fucking crazy, bro. Thank you, bro. That's a lot of that's <laughs> Thank a you, lot bro. of big names. Yeah, I, I you know, and th- and what's funny is like if I would have like, because I remember when I was younger, again people didn't come to Reno. I never thought I'd be able to open for people I liked, and like if I would have showed this list to like high school me who was just dying to get in front of like a crowd mind blown yeah i would have i wouldn't have believed it yeah. i would have absolutely not believed it have you did you meet any of them uh so i met or Joyner ones that lucas. you had a good ones that you had a good experience with uh i met Joyner lucas uh his photographer really liked me and actually took pictures of me and that was fucking cool yeah uh, so his photography like let me take a picture with him i was just like look i'm a big fan like i just want to meet him like yeah. no like you know bullshit and so I got to meet him, take a picture with him. He asked me what my name was. I was like ZP Radic, and he was like, "Cool, I'm Joiner." We took a picture. That was basically it. Yeah. Uh, Snow, obviously, like I, I've met her on a bunch of levels, uh, but basically, it was mainly uh, her DJ Pumbaa. He was just hella cool. Yeah. I got to do a bunch of shows with them. The cool, the the funny part about the Snow the Product shows. This was in 2018. Yeah. Um. So I did the Reno show out here. The next year, I did the Reno show and then the Sacramento show. And then that summer in 2018, mm-hmm. they were going on a tour. They weren't coming to Reno. Yeah. And I had the her manager, Rachel's contact. I had the DJ's contact. And I was just like, yo, you know, if, if you guys got an open spot on any of the tours, like, let me know. I'll try to go out, sell tickets. Like, you know, because right, right. I, like, I, I was confident that I could do it. Right. And so they hit me up. But they hit me up. Uh, while I'm doing my, it was a regular week on my day job. Mm-hmm. And uh, they hit me up like three days before the show in Sa- San Francisco. And they were like, hey, you come do San Francisco and Sacramento. So the show was San Francisco on Thursday. And then the next show was Sacramento on Saturday. Right. And basically what we had to do, because we had such short time, we just had to overnight them. You know, so we drove to San Francisco uh, I got the day off, so I drove to San Francisco, did the show, drove back that night, went to work, 
Next day, got that Saturday off, got some schedule switched, was able to drive to Sacramento, did the show, drove back, went to work the next day. Fuck. The next week, uh, when I was in Sacramento, I talked to her manager and was just like, yo, if you guys got an opening in San Jose next week, let me know. I got to, to do the San Jose show. But again, I had to switch my day. Fuck. Do it last minute because they yeah. let me know like the day before, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had to drive... Uh, five six hours to san jose do the show that show was done at like two three yeah. so then basically got to drive back and then had to go and do my shift yeah. dude i'm so happy that you just told that story bro i feel like more fucking people need to hear that shit as they're coming up like when you're hey, starting something it's, it's and a you're lot of work something, you like, gotta go you there's there's gonna be those weeks where it's absolutely treacherous and you know like and it's beyond hard work and it's taxing and you just gotta like focus up and just get through the grind some last longer had, than others some are like four or five days some mm-hmm. be a month some be a contract that you take for a year but like exactly. if you're trying to grow something like you have to have those times mm-hmm. and a lot of people will you know like i've worked oh, i've worked friday and saturday bummer yeah, and, and that'll be like, the end of it. You know what I mean? You know, it's like, fuck I, it. How can I do this and work? And the thing is, I'm very grateful that I had a job that let me switch my schedule just because the people that I work with, you know, right. I'm close with them. They're they're my friends, you know, so we were able to switch that. Yeah. Uh, and then my friends were able to get their schedules changed around and able like I, I didn't drive. I didn't have to drive to any of the shows. My homie just drove for me so you could sleep. and everybody came through. Yeah. Like it was just, it, you know, like That's I lit. just had a good team behind me. I still got a good team behind right. me. And you know, that definitely helps mm-hmm. that I just got, who do you, homies. who do you roll with? Like what's, what's, cons- what's like ZP Radics uh, crew? Basically it's just like, uh, myself, my brother, Brandon, mm-hmm. uh, my friend Spencer and my homie Sully, AKA that boy, Leo, uh, you know, we've known each other since we were kids yeah. and we've just grown up together. Now we live were in a house together and we all just, were they in some of your music videos? Yeah. Uh, so Spence and, uh, Leo were in stunt. Right. Right. And okay. then, uh, okay. on a roll with Leo Spence was on a song called practice. We got a, we got a bunch of songs just sprinkled around and yeah, a bunch yeah. of stuff that we're working on, but you know, they're my homies. We yeah, all, yeah. like, you know, Spencer's the one who got the drone, and now he's, like, doing that and yeah. helping me out with is, that. And Is he, like, a is he just homie and you guys sprinkle tracks, or is he an artist? Like, is he, you know what I mean? I think I'm straight off this, bro. I want to make sure I can still pop. You want, you want to keep in this? Yeah, yeah hell yeah, bro. Oh, Do yeah, your thing, okay, bro. So can, I'm, I'm out here. I got high as shit. I'm about to, you know, like that that uh, host moderation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah, be I smart feel with you. the host moderation. I feel you, I feel you. Yeah, no, uh. I wouldn't say like Spencer is an artist, he, he but he he raps, he's talented, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, his verse on Stunt goes crazy, and he, I, we all wrote that stuff on the spot. We all know like you know that that like that's what we were able to do, just like on the spot writing lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Like we gave ourselves just like a short little window and just mm-hmm. knocked it out. It was tight. So so out of those out of that list, which show was like the biggest population? Um. So the Sacramento show was Snow the product that summer that that. That one on that Saturday that I... How many heads do you think were there? Uh, maybe like five to six hundred people. I don't know. Here, I'll show you I'll show you the video. Were they turning up when you were on? Bro, it was the craziest <laughs> experience of my life. Like, deadass, it was like... I, it was unreal for me. Absolutely, like... Because I... Because 
what, what <laughs> sorry to interrupt you no no like, go go what please. sucked about it is that and what sucks about a lot of shows is like again it's like business so like i have fun performing it but a lot of the times like if i got personal shit going on and stuff like yeah, that of course like it takes me out of the experience like i look back and i'm like like that looks like it was so much fun but at the same time i remember i was going through some shit at that time and was like did I really have fun though? Or you just know? so like, yeah, so tired. Did I really so take it in? Yeah. yeah, did I really take it in as much as I wanted to? You know, really. But but anyways, this was. Do you see? Do you see that in a lot of your shows? So this was me performing one of my favorite songs off uh, No Amateur. It was War, and like when I made the song, I pictured this, and I was like, "There's no fucking way." And then literally a couple months later, I was like doing this, and I was like, "No fucking way!" And so it was, it was tight. But I would honestly say my favorite show I've ever done was uh, the show I got to open for Joyner Lucas. Yeah. Because that is that's Joyner Lucas is like one of my top five probably favorite artists. Really. And especially at that time, I was listening to his shit all, all the, time. the time. You know, and. Uh, and I had, that was when I did my reset. You know, I think the fall before was when I was like, all right, let's get rid of everything and start this over. Right. And that's when I put out my project, No Amateur. I put it out the Friday before I did this show opening for Joyner Lucas. Really? And I got a fucking, like, encore on that shit. Like, it was the first time I had really did a show where, like, the crowd just ate that shit up. It right. was just so interactive with me. And I really felt like, damn, like, I can I can get this shit like right. I can really do this shit like I really like have faith in myself, and then that summer, I did those shows yeah. uh, opening for Snow the product and it just really like, it just I don't know it, it yeah. like changed my it changed my perspective on a lot of things right. because like it was like in the trenches and then all of a sudden so do do your fans know a lot about like I don't know if you want to get into it but like do your fans know a lot about like your like you said in 2016 is it seemed like when you were kind of. To be honest, running rugged. you know, I don't know if my fans really know. Like, if they listen to the lyrics, they can catch a little hint of what's going on because I'm very, like, like, I... Every well, what was what was going on? Uh, fuck. You know, just <laughs> relationship shit, you yeah. know? And just, like, what, what I really like, what... I wouldn't even wave it off like that, dude. Yeah. Like, because relationships oh, can be very taxing. And you they know what I mean? Like, they definitely teach you th shit. I, I, at the time, I think it, it was... It was even just like stuff going on with like just like my living situation. Just the just there was a lot of just real life. Just real life. Real was life hitting. was happening. And and it was funny because looking back, like I, I never. I was just like I'm very much even just now, just like on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep like seeing you know like whatever I can achieve at this point in time is what I want to do. Right. And so, like, that's kind of how I was back then, but it was in a very, like, depressive state where now, you know, fast forward a couple of years, you know, I I've, I've, I feel like I'm at my best when it comes to that shit. You know, I'm at a really good, like, non-stressful yeah. point in my life. So, like, it kind of sucks that we're dealing with COVID and all this shit and that uh, the year went the way it did because I started last year opening for Corday, and that right. was... Uh, like you were saying, like uh, most shows, I'm always like not experiencing it. That was the first show where yeah. I experienced. You were engaged. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it was the best show. My homie dislocated his shoulder during my set. What? It was fucking wild. <laughs> it was during hideout. It was during what hideout. The... He had his arm up, 
doing the lighters, and I guess like people just rocked and just smacked into his arm and just like popped that shit out of socket. That's when you know you're having a fucking damn good show, bro. Yeah, my homie, he went hard. He went hard for sure. <laughs> that is hilarious, dude. But yeah, so there's just like a lot of like things, and the thing is, I always just like I internalize a lot of shit. And so when I'm, like, doing things like shows and stuff like that, I'm totally not focused on, like, necessarily, like, experiencing it. Yeah. I'm just like, let's do this. This is what I want to do in this moment. And then as soon as I'm off stage, I'm, like, internalizing whatever the fuck in my personal life was going back. Right, right, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh. Is it hard? I mean, not saying that it's, like, a, in a malicious way, but it's, like, almost like. Like, not, like, maliciously two-faced, but, like, you have to live a double life. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like uh, the way I would compare it is, like, you know when you go and take a vacation and you just, like, you get to live in this world where, like, you don't have to worry about anything, stress about anything. You just get to just soak it in, just do whatever. It's it's like that, but if you didn't have a good time on the vacation sometimes, you know? Like, you, you still got to go, but at the same time, you were so, like... Oh, I can't fuck anything <laughs> yeah. up. I can't mess anything up. Yeah. I have to like stick the I landing. Can't, you I know? can't sink. I can't sink it in. I can't look around. Take. I the can't time, take a break. Down. Like yeah. I have to. I have to go. And what's in front of me is what's in yeah. front of me. I gotta. I gotta take every opportunity. Like I gotta, when you go to the San Francisco show, you're not spending a night in San Francisco, and it's like a getaway. It's like no. Yeah. I'm like I can't be drinking too much. I can't right. be like you know like because my my least favorite shows are probably the ones where I get like way too dry. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and you know, it, isn't that that would I mean you I feel like there's something that's glorified is like when the cats know like the tickets are sold mm-hmm. and the shows are going to pop. I feel like then then on the other side, I feel like that's like must be like an epiphany moment that you really made it when you get to enjoy those trips. Oh like, god, yeah. When everything's god, taken yeah. care of, you don't worry about tickets, you don't worry about sound, you don't worry about equipment, travel, nothing like that. Like they'll get you there. Mm-hmm. You just before, gotta focus be, on the show. Before COVID hit, like post the 2018 until COVID hit, that was that was what we were on. Right. And it, it's super upsetting that you know that that Fuck, stopped, dude. Yeah, because I, I was mean, finally at a point where I was like, I knew, I knew no matter what, I would only take a show that I know tickets would just be gone, right. and I would get the show. I sell the tickets, and then I just go have fun. Yeah, you know, and it was just rinse and repeat. And it just shut it down. And then it just shut it down. But again, like I said, I was too reliant on shows. I was too reliant on, you know, being like, like, you know, I had a system to everything. Right. I would be like, okay, so like, like, let's make sure we get a photo with the crowd. Let's make mm. sure we get video of this. Because at the same time, if I'm rocking that shit, people got to see that. People right. got to know what I'm capable right. of. And so like, it's all those things. I'm worrying about all those components. Yeah. Do you think shows are coming back? <sighs> Not for a while. Fuck. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah. That's how many nice. how many people make a, a big bulk of their money on tours? A lot. It's got to be a lot. It's got to be a lot because, like, streaming's not gonna pay the bills. Fuck no. They. Make I mean, their, I'm sure like other like the big dogs are tied into other assets and things like that. But mm-hmm. like, you know, like Chris Brown, I know he's got so much more money, but he fucking tours. You mm-hmm. know, like he is always. There's people who are just always on the fucking road doing shows. Yeah, like. To know the product being one of them for you real know, she she's always doing shows she's staying consistent with it and that's because that's her base her base shows up right. and that's that's how it goes like you know and all of a sudden you know when the shows just are gone it's like you have to re yeah you have to recalibrate it because just streaming gotta, and downloads and things like that with 
that many fans like isn't enough financially you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the shows to... are additive like if you like you said that oh, you God, have that yeah. base because then you can them get just downloading your yeah you can get uh again ticket sales like there was this one time it was I crazy can't decide between stand or no stand you see what i'm doing over here <laughs> yeah, it's like, all good i don't know man. what the fuck i'm doing over here <laughs> there was this there was this one crazy time uh i was uh I, I went to go just see Snow the Product in Oakland, and it was, uh, I can't, I don't remember, it was around the time uh, I dropped a project called Komodo, which all the beats were produced by Pumbaa, which is uh, Snow's DJ. Snow's DJ, right. And uh, so I was like, oh, I'll go out to his shows, uh, show support, you know, I right, got right. the day off, I'll go do it, you know. And uh, I went out there, and fuck, I'm sidetracking. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. backward got almost it. got you, bro. <laughs> bro, bro. Froze. Bros, froze for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go back. Let's get back. Go but back. Yeah, so Oh yeah, so I go out to Oakland just to right. just show to go love. S- show love, show support. And uh it was crazy because I was in line and the people in front of me and the people behind me knew who I was. Really? And it was wild because I I was like, I'd never been to Oakland. You know, I, I just, I literally, I was like, I parking garage over here to this building is all I know. Really? And the people in front of me and behind me like knew who I was and they were like, oh, I was at the San Jose show. <laughs> I was at the Sacramento show, you know? Oh, and shit. And I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. And they're like, are you performing tonight? And I was like, no. Nah. I'm fucking famous. Bro. Yeah, no, I was like, <laughs> I was oh, like, shit, cool. I'm fucking famous. And like, it was crazy. I remember actually I, I was in there, uh. I was standing in the crowd. Someone walks up to me and was like, "Can I get a picture with you?" And I was like, "The fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> I was what? like, "I was like, sure." Like, you, with me, with, you see what's going on though, right? Like, there's a show going on. Yeah. But they were like, "Yeah, let's take a picture." And I was like, "All right, cool." Shit. When you when you get a taste of that, like, I mean, s- small pieces of fame, is that shit addictive? Uh, it's it's gotta be a little bit, huh? You know, I it's. I'm like I said, I'm an introvert, oh, so you true. know I think it keeps me pretty level about it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty indifferent at the moment about it, because right, right. just because it's like it's really cool. It's it it's it's rewarding because I know then it like what I'm doing is working. Right, right. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm just a person. Do you, do you, <laughs> I don't I don't like I have nothing yeah. to give outside of performing or like my music. There's gotta there's gotta be a lot of artists that fear that or, or run into that like. You want you want your you want your talents to be known at a massive level. You know you want to do that. You want to spread your music to everybody that you can. And if you do, mm-hmm. what comes with it is fame. And so there's got to be a lot of artists that like we either don't see or just like stop because they're like fuck that fame shit. Yeah, no, exactly. Like you know, I uh, to be honest, I feel like I feel like say like my shit ever blew up. If my shit ever blew up, I feel like my life necessarily wouldn't change with the way I go about things. Mm-hmm. I'd probably still just like stay at home. <laughs> you know, I'd still, yeah. I'd still be pretty introverted and not like I'd, I'd make a random appearance sometimes going out and that, that'd be about it. Right. Just keep it low key. Yeah. Cause I mean, I just like want to experience shit. And yeah. so if I'm out doing stuff, like I'd, I'd rather just be like, Oh, I'm, going on a hike today right, 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 right. <laughs> you know like i'm 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 learning this today like i just try to like i spend a lot of my time just like learning shit about like filmmaking or audio or you know i i just like seeing how things are made right right the know? process yeah 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 because like like even like 3d animation and stuff like that i did a small little 
course uh, when I was in uh, high school. Right. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work, 3D animation. Like, are you techie? Are you, like, are you tech savvy? I wouldn't say I'm tech savvy. I'm tech savvy with the, like, small little things that I know. But yeah. I definitely feel like my, like, knowledge can be a lot uh, more on something. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, cameras, like, you just got your new camera and lenses and all that stuff. And Yeah, yeah. You know, do you, like, edit and shit like that, too? Yeah, yeah. I edit all the videos. You too. edit all the videos? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Rust that is That's lit. Thank you, thank you. I well, my my main thing is. Do you that, like produce or like do you like do you plan out your music video and how you want to shot and where you want to be and stuff like that? Yeah, basically, I honestly a lot of the music videos we just kind of like run and gun that shit. Yeah, just go out on the town one day and shoot it. Yeah, we're like 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 so for float. I was like, yo, like we could probably go like by the river. I think kind of just by the bridge, get some cool shots. Maybe around the sunset. Hopefully, when the sun's going down, we can catch a really cool shot of the sunset. Right. And that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then it just went from all of a sudden, uh, we were like, "Ooh, a cool shot would be like just uh, these poles were in the middle of the shot." You know, mm-hmm. like. And I was like, when I was editing it, I was like, "Yo, what if like when one of those poles goes by, it goes to a different shot?" And so like, I just like seeing what I can do with yeah. what I get. You yeah, know, yeah. I just try to like do the next thing yeah dude shooting shooting uh shooting and making a music video like i've had a couple like um i've had a couple like football like hype videos made like highlight reels you know yeah and it's like the coolest fucking thing when it's all chopped up and you make it and it's like this is pretty this is pretty fucking dope this is me as a human mm-hmm. being doing this shit that's crazy so music videos must be so fun to fucking make they, they are but at the same time like i always just listening to my stuff like my own music and watching my own videos i'm always picking it apart. yeah yeah critiquing i'm always destroying it i'm always just like oh i could have done that better i could have done that better but like and oh, working on it and li- listening to it over and over again and yeah. i'm like watching the videos over and over again i always just like watching and go okay what am i going to do with the next one right you know and so like the next one's in my head yeah i'll do that and it'll probably be the same cycle i'll get it out be super excited about it. Then I'm like, all right, what are we going to do next? Yeah. You know, like, do you spend more time in the studio with COVID? Yeah. 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 I feel like, I feel like I just, it, it's, it's made COVID's made me have to really think about myself as an individual a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel because I don't, you know, I moved actually, what's crazy is I moved in with my uh, my homies, like I said, uh, as soon as COVID hit. Right. So we've basically just been kind of like all my friends, we all live together. So it's not like, I, I'm not necessarily like, there's a, there's a couple of my friends that I don't like see and things like that, which is like, unfortunate, mm-hmm. like I wish I could go out and see more friends and like, right. but it's just it's been a really weird experience because I'm like experiencing a lot of different things in my life yeah. all at once while this is going on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is, this is a, there's a lot of shit in my life and, and a global pandemic and on, there's the, a on the pandemic back end. Yeah. And a potentially a civil war. Right. Right. Shit, you know, like I gotta, yeah. I'm just, I'm just hoping that I get home from work every day yeah, and it's fuck. all good. I make music when I want to. Yeah. I'll shoot videos for them when I want to, and that's just trying just, to keep normality in your life. I yeah, mean, that's just, what that's what everyone's trying to do right now with yeah, with just COVID keep the going vibe on. Going, man. 
it's been it's been a it's been a strange experience because like I haven't stopped working. You know, like I have mm-hmm. my son and I haven't stopped working and pretty much all that I did was really take care of my son and go to work. And so like this global pandemic has been going on, but like the the like big effects is just like I don't go to the the bars really, but Reno's fucking open. Mm-hmm. Like Reno is super yeah, open. The bars are still like you can still go, you they, can still go to like, bars are open. Like I I don't feel like outside of just how many people are limited. Right. Much has changed. <laughs> like, if, but if you drive three and a half hours west, shit is real out there. Like, California shut the See, fuck I down. Even, I haven't even been out there. Oh, uh, my whole family since. lives in in the North Bay. Oh, really? And they're like, everything is shut down. Damn. Like, there's no outdoor seating anymore. Like, boutiques, shops, everything's shut down. Just like big commercial stores like Target, Walmart, and shit like that. But like, everything is shut down. Wow. And they have a curfew. 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. There's a curfew. Like if you're not a if you're not a essential worker and you don't have a travel authorization letter, like you shouldn't be out. Damn. Holy shit. Whoa. Chill out, California. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Reno, we're just like, oh, this is. This just is so drink a little hard. farther away from each other. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I can't believe that they're making us sit across from each other. You know what I? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I do miss though, bro. I miss a. Uh, I miss the Aces games. Like I miss going mm. to sporting events. You know, like. Oh, God. I just hot August nights, right. bro. Like. The the Wingfest, uh, the what's the Irish the Irish uh, just all the crawls, man. All like. the crawls, Santa crawl, the wine walks. Yeah, I feel like uh, me and my homie were talking about this. We were saying like, uh, what sucks about it is the masks have really like made people I feel a little introverted mm-hmm. because it's like we don't socialize with people like we used to like it's not as like right you can't gauge facial expressions you can't interact you can't interact with facial expressions with people do you know it's a massive piece of body language you know that is that is a i never thought about that but absolutely you know like it's really just your eyes like you have to smile with your eyes if you would think about when you're out in public and you see somebody without a mask on and you're like Whoa. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you like, and then you, like, I've, I've naturally like, <laughs> I naturally scan around them. Like how far away is she from people? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that's terrible. Like it's weird. It's weird. Like I was at Denny's one time, all these people crowded. Nobody was like giving each other, but everybody was wearing a mask except this one lady. And it was just like, and she was coughing and she was just being like very like, obnoxious about it basically right right like she was almost doing and she's right next to the fucking hand sanitizer on top Jesus. of it and i'm like yo the fuck is going on like yeah. what, what is this world we live in like yeah it's like one it's weird that we're asked to do it and then two mm-hmm. it's like weird that we ra- react to that in that way as well yeah, like just like put your fucking mask on lady like yeah you know like and it's weird that <laughs> that's even like a th- thing that i have to think about i'm like I'm, I'm like it's offensive that this lady's showing her fucking dicks yeah. like you know like, dude i think that? i think i think there's a oh, fuck it's just my thing's getting full i think that we got a couple more years of this oh god fuck i hope not but you know maybe i mean i i, I people I, are refusing to get the vaccine what, what, what do you feel about the vaccine what are your thoughts on it oh man uh i mean it's 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 a vaccine that's very similar to the flu vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something to prevent you from getting it, but it does decrease the chances of in very harsh side effects, right, is, is what I've got the gist of, mm-hmm. which I think is good. Um, but, like, you know, and I, and I think, you know, like, if it becomes more tested and stuff like that, like, I would feel comfortable getting it. I'm probably yeah. not going to get it, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I, I'm just a believer in like, in just your health, eating good, you know, sleeping, getting your vitamin C, you know, working out, staying fit, yada, yada, yada. Exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, like there's people that are like, you know, people that are on the front lines, like, you know, RNs and there's different categories of people that are working and out in the essential businesses that are open in the country Mm -hmm. that probably should get it to decrease their chances because there's no herd immunity to it. You can get it multiple times. So having that could be good. Exactly. Um, but I just, when it comes to the world, I'm like, the vaccine doesn't excite me anymore because I don't think it's going to change anything. Do you, do you think they're microchipping people with the vaccines? Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's the vaccine, but I feel like they don't, I mean, do they really need to microchip anybody right now? That's the thing. That's like we've already I'm been, we've, we're already that's microchipped. I'm, I'm like, that's, where that's, do you go without your phone? That's ex- Yes. Thank you know, you. so like, oh my God. I think, I think, I think they're a lot smarter. I think the people, okay, I'm using bunny ears, right? Mm-hmm. These people that we think that are at the top making these very strange calls to affect the mass population. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're a lot smarter than we think. And they are doing things right in front of our eyes. That's the only oh way they're God. able to move these massive herds. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So exactly, exactly. Um, like, I feel like, like <laughs> going back to the chip and the phone, bro. It's like my phone tells me every time I like get in my car, it goes like, oh, you have this long to your drive to work. And I was like, I don't plug in my drive ever, ever. <laughs> yeah. But my phone told me, told me how long it, it's going to take to get to my destination. Then when I get in my car, it tells me how long it's going to take to get to my house. When I go on my lunch break, right. it asks me for a 30-minute like timer and everything like yeah. that. Like I'm like – be checking on you. I'm like, yo, like like people are worried about getting microchipped. You take your phone everywhere. Everywhere. If you're worried about the government that much <laughs> microchipping you, leave your phone at home. Leave your phone at home. Don't, 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 ever, don't ever take it out. Don't ever take it out then. But, uh, I mean, what I think about – now that I don't, re- I don't really think about the vaccine because this is my thought process. Mm-hmm. If the the extreme measures that we've taken to prevent people from getting COVID, right? Whether you believe they're right or wrong, the fact that they've just happened, right? Like, um, you know, the social distancing and then mm-hmm. the things that are canceled, shows, big gatherings, yada, 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 right? Yeah. Um, they get a vaccine that doesn't prevent, right, COVID-19. It decreases the chances, but it can still have the same side effect, right? Yeah. What I don't think that this vaccine is going to get us away from the things that are in place right now when it comes to social distancing. Like, I don't think it's going to open things back up. I hope it does. But, you know, like how where do you find that line where it's like, okay, now it's safe. Like you can go. Yeah. The vaccine's not mandatory. Like this is it's going to take years. Right. It's going to take years for this to slowly just fade away. Because like if people are coming in, you don't know if they have the vaccine. How do you know if someone has a vaccine? If you open up a restaurant, people that are coming in, like if the vaccine is not mandatory to everybody, because just imagine if they tried to make it absolutely mandatory for every citizen after what we've been going through politically and everything to get that vaccine. There's no fucking way. way There's no fucking way they can be like, it is mandatory. Everyone has to take it. All 300 million of you. So many people flip the bird. People flee this fucking country. I think exactly. But at the same time, uh, that's why I don't think they have to, though, because at the end of the day, the way they look at it is they're like, all right, there's going to be a group of people who are going to want to take it and hopefully not get it. Yeah. And then there's going to be a group of people who are willing to get it and not worry about it. Um, and I'm, that eventually it's going to clear out yeah. from those odds, yeah. you know, and I think that's why they probably will never make it mandatory. It seems hopefully it seems written on the wall. This is just the flu. Like if this thing is mutating as 
to the extent that it is, and they don't know if they're going to have a vaccine that will completely eliminate you getting it and just decrease the chances of you getting it or the side effects when you do get it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the flu is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. kind of written on the wall that it's it's like gonna t- it's kind of turning into that. Fucking Brandon. <laughs> um, let me answer this for you. Good, you good. What up, Bo? We on the podcast, nigga. No, you're not on the podcast. I'm on the podcast. What up? Z- yeah, ZP in the house. Yeah, what's good? No, we're not filming. We're just on audio. What you doing? Make it quick. I'm on the cast. But, uh, fuck, where were we at? Damn it, I never should answer that phone. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, oh, just just how, like, the vaccine's, like, necessarily yeah. not, like... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I It's just... This is just crazy. Yeah, I think I think we're just in a really weird time in the world. I think it's going to take a long time to, like, backpedal out of what we just went into. God, yeah. Oh, back, God, to, yeah. back to normality. Oh, God, it's going to yeah. take a while. You know, like, big gatherings and show. I'm like... I just think it's crazy. Like, some of the most m- monumental things in the... And events happen in the states, you know, stagecoach, Coachella, Burning Man, you know, different mm-hmm. things like that, like these Cali roots, these things that are like just, just, just huge, and just like a massive piece of like you know our very new and young American culture, uh, and it just Coachella, got phew, shut down. Really loud, <laughs> like it's just gone, all gone. That's unbel- like when they can't. I remember when this whole thing was popping off and they canceled Coachella. I was like, oh shit, this is real. Yeah, this is like... I mean, how much is a fucking Coachella ticket? I would have no idea. They were like $1,000 for like some like... You can get like soup different packages. Mm-hmm. How many oh, yeah. people fucking go to Coachella? So many. So fucking many? so much money at Coachella. It's crazy. And that's the thing. And now look at all those artists that probably didn't get their payout. Look at all those yeah. uh, fans that might, might have not gotten their money back somehow. Right. You know, like... Right. It's just... Dude, it's whoa. wild. Random thought, because I just thought about Coachella, and I was thinking about doing Molly and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if COVID has had a big effect on the black market when it comes to drugs. Because hmm. I think about like one massive events like that, sporting events, big gathering is when a lot of like cocaine is used and things like that. Like, yeah, I feel like, like yeah, you know, like those type of those type of drugs, all uh, Molly and, and ecstasy and things like that. They're very social drugs a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And those things have been eliminated. Like, I wonder if there's been an a, a effect in the black market. Oh, I, I would believe it. You think? I, would, I would believe it. Because like no like, one's doing just coke at their house anymore. Well, yeah, and it's just like again, like if things are shut down, less people can be like seen and moved around. You know what right. I'm saying? Like you can't have just, like in California, you can't even have parties. No, like so where where, where, where where are you gonna where are you gonna like push where your you, shit? You know, where, like how you you're still get... doing coke. Aren't you at the house by yourself? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> what are you? What are you doing? Are you on ecstasy right now? Are your kids home? Oh my god. You know, like you can't go out and do that shit. Mm-mm. Damn, I bet you some dealers are pissed right now. Oh yeah, God, I bet yeah. you marijuana's through the roof though. Oh, absolutely. People out here just smoking now, dude. Yeah, just like, at, at the house. Like when the fucking pandemic hit, like both of my roommates uh, uh, work at dispensaries, and mm. like they're just through the fucking roof. Yeah. Uh, yes, we'll be smoking. Yeah. What? We can't go do anything? Yeah, we'll be smoking. <laughs> yeah, I miss a lot of that stuff, man. That shit is crazy. 
So so now your angle as an artist is push more of your like publicity if you would like through different platforms now huh yeah exactly just the the way i want to do it is just uh dive deeper into my artistry you know like i want to just get into uh not just running and gunning and shooting music videos you know i want to like plan shit out i want to have an aesthetic to everything that i do i want to slowly build to that but i think first i need to just find my sound find what i like creating going from there and just Mm -hmm. making sure i put content out because i feel like like one of the biggest things one of the biggest mistakes that i feel like artists make is they sit on shit for too long like you can't sit on anything for too long like once you got it you got to put it out you'll overthink it you'll 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 let it sit for too long to the point where like you're on to the next thing and then why how are you going to get excited about it and if you're not going to get excited about it the people you're trying to push it to aren't going to get excited about it so it's like you can't just like sit on it you have to just keep it going right so that's the way I've been. Do you think quality or quantity is more important when it comes to releasing? I think quality. Yeah, yeah I feel like I feel like you don't want to just like over push it. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I won't make songs to meet a deadline. Like I'll make videos potentially to meet a deadline, right, but right. I won't make songs to meet a deadline. If the song ain't ready, then it's not ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, but that's why I always I'm like, you know what? I know I can make a, about a song a week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if I give myself about a two week radius, like right. to just like go, yeah. Do a lot of artists like set the release date before an, an album or a record is is finished? You know, a lot of people do it differently. Like right. me, like I'm just like, all right, today's Friday, so hopefully I want to put out a song next Friday. I don't know what date that is, but that's how I'm gonna release it. But right. then other people go, oh, I got this song dropping in like 30 days. Right, right. You know, and it's it. Everybody just kind of does it differently. Mm-hmm. Everybody approaches it differently. The way I look at it is like I got a fan base, yes, but they're not like the biggest of fan base. Uh, a lot of my uh, how I feel like people are starting to intake things too, especially because they're all on their phones. It's a lot. It's a lot more uh, elements of like almost ADHD, where like people are just clicking through. People are just like right. they're just. It's here. It's gone. It's here. It's gone. So I feel like. The best way to try to do it is by just getting something out there and allowing it to just be what it is in that moment and be on to the next thing, mm-hmm. you know, and eventually something can catch or it won't. But as long as you're enjoying it, that's what I feel like it, it yeah. should definitely be, because I don't I don't like try to push music like I, I, I never like put a song out or a video out going and like, man, I hope this gets like all these views. I hope it gets this, this. I never, I never get my hopes up about anything. I just put it out. Why? Because I'm not doing it for that kind of recognition. Right. I just want to be able to put something out that I enjoy, that I hope the people that support me enjoy. And we just got our thing going. That's what, that's, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. To me. Yeah. That's a, yeah, I feel like uh, there are some people right now that because of that culture of such like quick stimuli and, and attention span, like they're releasing music a lot like faster and mm-hmm. like less quality just because like like you said, people are just swiping right now. Yeah, people are dropping 20 project, 20 yeah. song projects yeah. every like couple months and you're just like, you know, like some of my favorite artists are doing that and I'm like, I'm not taking any of that in. Right. You know, right. I'm not listening to any of that. But then artists that are doing, you know, a project every six months with maybe 10 songs or six songs. It's yeah. like, you I'll see, listen to that. Did you see Exhibit just dropped some shit? No, I did not, actually. 
Dude, it, it was uh, Exhibit and who else was it? It was like a, a couple West Coast Connection guys. Exhibit, maybe, I can't remember who it was, but Exhibit just dropped like a couple new tracks. And it was all about mm. like COVID and shit like that. Oh, really? Fuck, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't be able to find it what if did, I looked right now. But What did he say about it? I mean, it was Exhibit. He was rapping like Exhibit. So like I only heard the song like twice. So to like, but he was just dropping a bunch of facts just kind of about like some of the things that are like right in our face. Stuff that we touched about like masks and isolation and BLM mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was just crazy that Exhibit dropped a track and, and he does. When's the last fucking time Exhibit came out with some shit besides like Look At Me Now with Chris Brown? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like he was, he, so kind of like that, you know, like I love when, I love when that shit hits. Like, man, I haven't heard something from you. Like Nipsey Hussle did it perfect. Oh yeah. Nipsey Hussle released, like his timing was so good. He like, you know, he had the marathon, the marathon continues and victory lap, but like he literally just bled out as much inspiration and impact as he could have in all the music. Cause he put out fire ass fucking music. Mm -hmm. Like every single one of his albums was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. And he would just, he's just like, all right, sick. Like, this is dope. I'm going to ride this wave. You know what I mean? And it's Let's like, it's helping it everybody makes his money in other places and gives his music out for free. It's fucking, he's a, it's he's insane. a savage. RIP. Oh yeah. Oh man. Tangent, tangent. No, no. Yeah. No. Fucking. You ever listen to Lil Peep? No, I don't know who that is. Lil Peep? Lil Peep. You ever listen to, uh, listen to Mac? Mac. Mac, Mac Miller. Mac Miller, yeah. yeah. I like Mac Miller. Mac Miller. Man, it's crazy. One thing that I've noticed about like this generation of music is that we've lost a lot of greats. A lot of artists. A lot of artists, man. I can't believe like we lost uh, Mac X, Juice World, freaking... Uh, Nipsey. Nipsey. Like you said, Mac Miller. Mac Miller, damn, man. It's... It's weird. It's it was it was, it was and then COVID hit. You know right. what I'm saying? That's the weird. Oh, we lost MF Doom. MF Doom, yeah. Ew. Shit, I forgot about that. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just wild. Like a lot of people, pop, um, pop smoke. Pop smoke. Oh my god. Yeah, that shit is just uh, that shit is crazy. Yeah, it's a it, and it, and it's wild because like I remember growing up being like ah oh, Tupac and Biggie, you know, or mm -hmm. Easy. Yeah, easy. Yeah, like, but most of our yeah, most of our guys uh, made it. You know, like our, you know, our fucking Snoop Dogs and our Dr. Dre's and mm -hmm. and people like that. Like besides like Mac Dre, and Pac and Biggie. You know, you got Diddy who's still running. You know, mm -hmm. you got E40. You got Nicotina. Mm -hmm. You got Tech Nine. You know, you got the OGs in the game. Too short. You still got Fifty Cent in the game. Fifty Cent, you know? Banks, uh, like Eminem. You have all these guys that were like monumental. You know, mm -hmm. you got fucking a, a Timberland who's, you know, like Lupe, oh. Lupe, oh, yeah. like Nas. Good God. Like everybody, everybody yeah, got yeah. out. who oh, was yeah. a huge impact. And now we're fucking starting to Akon. see some, some Akon. Holy shit. But fucking like, Akon. But it's, it's crazy because we never saw like, like, cause like, think about like somebody like, uh, like an Akon coming out and then all of a sudden just like dying young like that, yeah. like, like a Juice World or an X. Like, it's crazy to see how like. The music's gener like the this generation's music that's coming out is like so much different now. Yeah. Uh, because of it, I feel I feel like it's a lot more darker. It's a lot more gloomier. A little bit. 
yeah, I feel like there's a little bit more awareness on how kind of dark the world is that we live in. There wasn't quite those blinders, and especially people who are artists who can express it through lyrics. Like, mm-hmm. they can really pinpoint what a lot of people are feeling, but don't quite know how to express it. And it gets, like, quite reflective and scary sometimes. Yeah, dude. But it is a little gloomier, because... But, I mean, it was also, like, a lot of the music that we grew up on, like, a lot of those cats, like, that's when gangbanging could happen. Like, that was, like, not like 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s, and even before, even before then, our time, like, you know what I mean? Like, gangbanging was a thing. Like, there was gangbanging rappers, and it was, like, yeah, you know, Gucci Man and Jeezy and Young Jock. The shit was mixing Jock with the and, music industry and everything like that. There were shootouts, like, fucking Yeah, bro, like, and, the game, like, they were gangsters. Yeah. And, like, now, like, you know, there's definitely some gangsters in the game, for but sure. But it's definitely there's, a persona. It's definitely it's a the, different, it's a different, it's different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless you're in some serious hot spots and you're in the muck, which is a very few amount of people now, like, like it ain't, it ain't like it was back in back in the day. Like, no, motherfuckers no. were getting killed and not caught. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were not getting caught, and it was not that hard. That shit is crazy. Oh yeah. No, so the nowadays, so the music has like, to change. I yeah. love Drake, but I think fucking Drake did it. I X? think I think Drake. I think Drake opened the door to getting into like rap and hip hop and not being a gangster. Yes. I think he opened, I definitely think he did that. And I like Drake. I love Drake's music and he's dope, but I he for sure fucking, he for sure did that shit. It was definitely like, I'll be honest. It was even a combination of Eminem and Drake because I feel like, uh, M made it to where like, you didn't have to talk about being like a gangster in hip hop. You didn't have to talk about the streets because like M was from it. Mm-hmm. But M realized that he couldn't like right. he couldn't go from that angle, you know, yeah, like yeah. being a white rapper. Like that wasn't what like he, he could was go. also he was also like a storyteller. Exactly. He never so told the same just, story twice. Yeah. So he just went and created just like such like honest content about the things that he was going through. Yeah. And and so like I felt like that like kind of changed the way like like there were other people doing that, but it mm-hmm. definitely changed the way people are were expressive in music. Now you get to some artists like drake yeah who's definitely gonna hit that more pop mainstream and then just open the door even further because yeah. again you know now he can just anybody can do it anybody like the, can the do hope it of anybody can do it, which isn't a bad thing but no. it, it's just it's very it's like it's very interesting you know like mm-hmm. you got you look at guys like fucking like corrupt you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you look at boosie you look at those cats like that were in the rap game back in the day <laughs> Those guys were fucking Webby, all the Bay Boys, like just some gutter boys. Mm-hmm. And now it's like it's much cleaner now. It's much yeah, more clean cut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It you is. know what I'm saying? And that's what's so funny is that like this generation thinks they're very, very edgy. Right. You know, like the yeah. little pumps. Yeah. Little, like I love Trippy Red, but even like little Trippy, Trippy Red. Red. Yeah. Like Trippy Red's not doing it too much, but like <laughs> Trippy Red used to be on that fucking I'm pulling guns that, up and shit and all this. It's that like, shit bruh. fucking cracks me up, dude. Look, what's his name? Look, what is it? Red? Trippy Red? Trippy Red. Little oh Pump. Oh, my God. There's a fucking some funny ass memes of that guy. That's what I'm saying. But they that's all they lim- they limit themselves. They just right. become memes. Like they are really like 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 some of their shit is fantastic. Not a little pun, but like yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I think that's the reason why some of my favorite music are Chicago rappers. You know, like King Louis, Montana 300. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, Little Herb, Little Bibby, Little Dirk. Oh, I love Little Bibby. Yeah, Little Bibby's lit as fuck. G Herbo. You know, so and a lot of other and a lot of the other Chicago cats like 
their music is dope as fuck because they're actually they're the stories that they're telling are unfortunately true you know mm-hmm. what i mean still to this mm-hmm. day and they're making that music while they're going through that type of emotion at that moment in time like there's no way that a rapper can i feel like any rapper would agree that I don't even know, but it just makes sense to me. Like, if you're going through these things that, like, gangster rap is rapping about at that moment in time, you're actually in the spot of emotion. Mm-hmm. You're gonna write some crazy lyrics compared oh, yeah. to re- compared gonna... to reflecting back. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know? I'm like, not saying one is better than the was, other, but they're gonna be different. Was King Von from Chicago? King Von? I don't know. I'm King... not sure. Maybe he was in New Orleans. I'm not sure. You got Lil Durk. <sighs> <laughs> fuck is gang banger, bro. Yeah, I, I fuck with Lil Durk. These fools are gang bangers, bro. Yeah, he's from Chicago. King Vaughn, rest King in Vaughn peace. Is. Yeah, King Vaughn, very good artist. And is it's it's another like pop smoke situation, you know? Yeah. This artist had so much potential. Just was really just gonna be like a difference in the hip-hop game for sure yeah dude i was pissed i was one of those people i never heard of pop smoke until he died me too i'd, I'd like heard like tracks here and there like mm. you know I, like listening to him after he had died i was like oh yeah i know i'd heard this before yeah. but it wasn't like that yeah like i heard it in passing mm-hmm. somebody had it on or something like that yeah isn't that crazy mm-hmm. and then we listen to his music i'm like what the fuck this music is fire yeah and then you go Ah damn! Like he didn't even know that. Yeah, you know, like fuck, lost one. Well, it's crazy too because I feel like like artists really. I feel like unless you get to a certain impact, I feel like artists really don't understand their impact, like Mm -hmm. or like the amount of people that actually listen or pay attention to their shit. Because like on, I'm on such like a small level, and I I I can walk from my work sometimes to like the McDonald's next door to get some fries, and there were like these two young kids, and they were like, yo. ZP Radic and I was like oh fuck I'm in like work clothes and shit like that but they knew me I don't know how they fucking knew me but they like just knew me for some reason and it was just weird to think about and it's like what if that was somebody who had a fucking problem with me though like what what if like you know and all of a sudden like it could just be like that quick yeah you know like I just it's a scary thing. Ooh, that's going, that's dark. Yeah, because you they could just going back to just like basically like the and again I don't think there's anybody out there who's right. like looking to fucking you know well, yeah, I, but, I don't I, I as far as I'm aware I got no enemies I got the, no beef. But with the bigger anybody. you get, the more people hate you for no fucking reason. For no fucking that reason, happens. yo, bro, like that happens. That's actually what I've been experiencing a lot in this last couple of years. Really? Too, is I uh, mean I would I would figure it seems like you've been doing very well and progressing very well the last couple of years. So they're they're like, coming. Yeah, dude, I get like people who are like just like. Like, uh, hit me up to, like, do videos or hit me up to record. And I don't necessarily at this point in time advertise that I'm going to sell studio time or video. So sometimes, like, to me, like, if I don't know you and I got nobody who's introduced, like, I just leave it on red or I don't respond. Then these people are tagging me in things, calling me, putting, like, there was this one dude who put me up on, like, a, he was calling me while I was at work, and I was, like, putting it to, like, on my phone. Then I get tagged in a video, and he's sitting there videotaping him calling me, and then, like, I hang up on it because I'm at work, and he goes, he's a fucking pussy, you won't answer, and this is somebody I have no idea, I've never met him, never talked to him. He was asking me for studio time, and all of a sudden, it just becomes this huge thing. Just this week. Same situation, like somebody asking about a video. It's just weird. Yeah. Like people like like 
like I don't know like sometimes when you have something like like I have access to a studio I have access to a video people just like are feel like they're entitled to your time and feel right. like you're they're entitled to like uh what you have invested in and it's just like it's weird it's weird that people just like feel like they can just like take that from you right you know for no fucking reason for not knowing you for never having a face-to-face conversation they just are mad and wanting to put you on blast because you didn't help them out with what they had going on right you know it's weird yeah they saw your thing pop and you didn't like flick them a coin down and yeah they, you yeah. know and it's just like it's like i i don't know you i don't owe you anything right. you know like like it's unfortunate but it's not me dissing you i could have been like man fuck you get out of here you right, know right, like right. don't hit me up for shit you know yeah, like yeah. it's just it's weird and I, I feel like that's that's been something that's been like a lot of energy i just kind of brush it to the side but right. it, it's very it, it makes me go like damn like what's going on in some people's heads yeah because like i've always been just like if i can't do it myself i don't do it right Damn, that must be a wolf. Like, I've never even met you. How are you so fucking mad at me? Yeah, you know crazy. what I'm saying? Like, I, you like you, you are willing to take it to social media and call me out or call me this and call me that for absolutely no reason because I left you on red. Because, or I didn't even open your message. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, you want to take it to that level. Right. Because I won't help you out with your rap career, you know, right, because I right. won't like on some on some level, you got to understand I'm a person just doing it myself. Right, right. I can't I can't just do shit for everybody. I barely do shit for me. You yeah, know, yeah. I barely you know, when I make music, I roll over uh, out of bed and I go, eh, maybe tomorrow, you know, yeah. maybe today. But that's how I make stuff. That's how I stay creative. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's weird that people just feel like then, like, why do you think I would want to just be like, oh, yeah, I'll just do this shit for you. Like, right, I'll right. just, like, like gotcha. Like, you know. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Oh, you know how to do that? Yeah, you should do it for me. Yeah, like, I remember what? being in high school, like, people would be mad because, like, I would just say, nah, you can't come to my house and record. I don't know you. Right. You know, I'm in high school. I live with my parents. Like, you can't come to my fucking parents' house. I don't know you. <laughs> I you can't know? just invite anyone to my fucking parents' house. Yeah, like, like you know, like, yeah. I have, like, again, antisocial. Like, my yeah. parents are very antisocial, yeah, you know? Like, we didn't go to, like, they didn't, like, they took me to a concert when I was young, but they didn't, like, we didn't go to concerts, things right, like right. that, events. Like, yeah, we were yeah. very, like, just... Keeping it low-key. In the house, yeah, you know? And so, like, that's why, like, with COVID, I'm like, I grew up like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a lot of people that are just, like, pff, are probably fucking thriving through COVID. Yeah, I'm probably. I mean, I don't think it's more than the, the other option, but mm-hmm. I think there's definitely some people that are like, this is their fucking element, and they're cruising. Oh, I bet yeah. you there's people like making hella money, maximizing their mental health is probably the best. They're comfortable. Like, that's crazy. No, yeah, I feel like I feel like I've definitely like come out of it a lot stronger, at least at this point. You yeah, know, yeah. like I feel like I'm I'm more calculated and a little bit more uh, level headed than I used to be. Yeah, you know, that's I, good. I used I used to run on emotion really bad like growing up as a kid uh and like I never was able to separate the two I would always like you know like if I felt like this then this is how it's going on this is what it's doing yeah I've been able to separate that in the last like year since like COVID hit and I and it's definitely changed like my perspective on things and it's kept me grounded so that's one thing I'm grateful for at least yeah. in the time that this has all been going down do you think it'll stay intact as we come back to normality like uh you know 
probably. I Hopefully. hope it does. Like, I think a lot of people, I, I think a lot of people have reflected in a similar way that you have and mm-hmm. kind of like look back at themselves and have grown a lot mentally, even if it was a tough year, because most people are having a tough year, but they're yeah. like, they're becoming adversity stronger, you know what I mean? Thicker skin, you know, better awareness. They probably are like, more realization on where they're at, like mentally, socially, mm-hmm. or emotionally, financially, yada, yada, yada. Like, exactly. I hope it sticks as we go back to normality because I think, uh, I don't know, I think, I'm hoping that these times will kind of toughen the, toughen the country up. I think. No, 100%. I think the 100%. country got a little soft-skinned and things have been getting out of control. I don't think that's an entirety of a reason, but mm-hmm. I definitely think it's an addition. Um, you know, there's this, fuck, what was it? There's this thing I read and it's dope. It's like, it's like strong men. It's like strong men make strong times. No, strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. Weak mm-hmm. men make. I don't remember what it is. But, but I, I, I understand about? what you're going for. I want to yeah. look it up. I feel like I, I looked it up not too long ago. It's all. It's definitely all about what you do with your time. I feel like people don't look at it like that, but your time is valuable. Yeah, who you, who you give it to, what you do with it, like. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of like the circle that the country's kind of been in, and it's gotten. That's you know, I, I love a lot of the things that come with the, you know the progressive nature of and culture of our country. It's dope as fuck, but yes. sometimes it gets a little out of control. Yes, to, definitely, you know what I mean? definitely. And obviously, I feel like we're seeing a little. Seeing a little like the come full come full circle, you know what I'm saying? No, but I like that quote. I like that. Yeah, it's dope. It it definitely like it it makes sense. It seems like it would be like a natural uh, cycle to to the human race, you know, like kind of how we're wired. You know what I mean? And you Mm -hmm. look back in history, it's kind of like very you know very simplistic, hardworking. You know what I mean? Very independent, self sufficient. And then as you become more efficient, you become more efficient when you become more efficient you have to work less mm-hmm. uh, when you work less you become you get less grit you know what i mean and then once it starts to flip and those resources are gone you've lost that grit and i feel like the first reaction is to like be combative or like out like be upset mm-hmm. and angry Outrage you know what i mean it. because this isn't what this isn't the way it's supposed to be going we've been going this direction the entire time yes exactly exactly yeah. so like when it when the stop happens it definitely sucks but you just yeah. gotta keep the ball rolling yeah you gotta fucking work through it you know what i mean it all comes in waves. Everything comes in waves. Yeah. You know? Shit might get wild, though. You might be fu- we might be fucking around and staring down the barrel of the end of the Western Empire, dude. <laughs> Russian tanks, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm hoping not. I'm fucking hoping not. <laughs> I hope not, dude. That shit would be crazy. They just pull up on us. Oh, my God. You want to finish that or are you good? I'll finish that, actually. Yeah. Please. Because I get... Dude, I hope Russia doesn't pull up on us. <laughs> I hope I hope nobody. We are here, on. sons of bitches. We are late, but we're here. <laughs> we're late. We are late. We have guns. Little drunk, but we'll take country now. Thank you. Oh, damn. What do you think we would do in that situation? Dude, we'd have a war on our soil, bro. Oh. Just a ma- hey, bro. You think a hey, keep it on the motherfucking yo, East Coast? You think, <laughs> you think these MAGA motherfuckers are crazy? Just imagine like the rednecks like, that would come out if they were like the Koreans landed in St. Petersburg, Florida, nigga. The entire Deep South would be in trucks, buses, tanks, and sobs and. Sp- 
just smash down there and blow all their fucking heads off. Oh my god! I think the military would have to stop the American people, unless they did like a massive like invasion. Mm-hmm. But like if they tried to like touch down, like we'll hold down this town. Like Korea comes and takes, you know what I mean? Like I don't like know some, some fucking city, L.A. Yeah, nigga, whole world's coming. Yeah. We're all driving down there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Literally yeah. everybody's oh, sliding through. Just, that what? Get lit the fuck How many up. people? 400 dudes? Let's go right now. Let's go right now. <laughs> we'll fucking all go right now. We'll literally all go right now. But that's what I'm saying. It'd be crazy. I'd be fucking wild, It'd bro. It'd be insane. But war happened on our soil. And we're so, our metropolitan cities, bro, where the fuck are they going to fight? Like, where the fuck would it take place? Like, if it went World War II, you know, that's what I think about. That's why I'm so ignorant as an American. Like, there's countries like in, in the Middle East and in other places that are their cities are going through war. Like, their metropolitan cities are in war. Like, just imagine if San, downtown San Francisco, downtown Sacramento, like, there's a war, war going, going on. on. Oh, my God. You got to stay in your house. And so like compact. That. Bro, there's fucking shops and boutiques and bars and, and, and restaurants. And blow and, up at any time. And what? Shit, like. People are running in and out of them. Like, you're telling me there's enemies on the street? Dang. Yeah, <laughs> that's horrifying. Oh, bro. fuck, But dude. that's why it's like, that's why it's like. It's just wild to think, like, <laughs> just like we we as Americans don't have to experience. That. Yeah, we just got to make sure to stay stay blessed because, yeah, like, exactly. Like, holy we really, shit! Like, we are really lucky that those are not the things that we have to right. experience. Like, There's definitely more. Like, I, we were born here. I didn't earn that. Yeah. You know, I didn't fucking yeah. earn that. You know, I did not. <laughs> not even close. Yeah, you know, like I I could have been born there. You know, and yeah. could have like that could have been what I grew up in. You know, and that's some crazy shit. Like, and it's a larger portion than it should be of the of the world. That's what know? I'm saying, like, man. Like, we think it's crazy. Asinine. Like, the last time something hit our soil, I believe, was fucking uh, Pearl Harbor. Hmm. And somebody... 9-11. Oh, that's right. That's 9-11. Right. Yeah, because Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor, we fucking dropped two nuclear bombs after. two fucking nukes. <laughs> and then 9-11, we literally went and took over the entire country. We were literally like, yeah, we're going to... We're going to head over there now. Yeah, it's like America is like definitely throwing its dick around. Just, <laughs> sure. just imagine being some of the first people. Yo, we're going to slide in their country. What? Yeah. like Where are oh we going to land? Yeah, like what are we? What do you mean? What are we going to do? How do you start? How do you yeah, start? Yeah, like where do you where land you, where first? Where do you go from there? Where do you land first? I would have no fucking idea. Uh, uh, let's see. You know, like you're looking at Afghanistan. You're looking just at the Just throw map. a dart. Yeah. <laughs> throw a dart. Where it lands, that's where we go. I guess the city? Like what? No, they didn't bomb us. Yeah, no, we're going there. The dart landed there. That is so cool. Do you, do you, like, like, politically, do you have to call somebody? Hey. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's me. Yeah, just real quick. We're going to pull up. Yeah, we're literally coming to start a war. <laughs> yeah, no, huh? Yeah. Yeah, no, we're literally going to land. We're actually literally landing right now. So we're here right now, depending. I don't know what you want to do. Oh, my God, dude. What the fuck? Yeah, what? but that's exactly how, like, you know, like, it would probably fucking go. Like, I don't, I don't know. I would know. I would not know the ins and outs of that shit. Man, but it's crazy wild. to think about, you this... know? And that's and that shit going on in the world all over. Like, we have such a, like, that's why sometimes when, like, as civilians, we're, when we talk about other countries, it's like, we really don't know, you right, know? Right, Like, because it's like when people talk about Reno, you know, the people Oh, you yeah. know, the outside world, like, doesn't even know how to say uh, Nevada yeah. right half the time. Yeah, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? And that's just in our own country. Yeah. So it's like, just think about, like, the perspectives on perspectives yeah. that all these different countries could Dude, have. That, that thought process actually is why, like, you know, 
I understand like systematic oppression and like the mm-hmm. like the corporate monsters and things like that, but I don't try to change the game at all. I just try to play it the best of my ability, yeah, and exactly. I've been climbing the game, climbing the ladder at FedEx because I just want to make make enough money in this rigged game. Like, let yep. me just find a sitch in this rigged game mm-hmm. to where I can travel and I can make sure that my son travels and gets a little more cultural like awareness going on instead of the ignorance that we have in America. It's a blessing, yes. but it's also a curse. Yeah. You oh know? God. Yeah. It's like, a blessing, but a curse. It's it's. Cause like to say, to say like when people get so fucking angry, this is a weird statement I'm about to make, but when people get so fucking angry at people that are like, um, very like, um, you know, they're ignorant because they're in the States and they get like mad at Americans for that. I'm like, I feel like it's like disrespecting a lot of like the fucking, the military. Like just imagine the shit that is fucking going on out there. And like, oh, we yeah. don't even know. Oh, I have no idea. No fucking idea. And it, and, and it impenetrable shield. Mm-hmm. And we, we get to just. Sit here in this room and podcast. Yeah. Like yeah. the audacity of somebody landing on our soil. Yeah. Like the audacity <laughs> right. of someone taking over our city. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, like literally like. That's privilege in itself. At truly any moment in time, like Capitol Hill, like if let's you place Capitol Hill in some like third world country and they occupied a place like that. And the guards are literally just like, yeah, we're just going to open fire on all of them. Yeah, no, we're just going to kill all of them. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Oh, we have fucking plenty of bullets. Yeah, no, we'll just they're literally look how long those stairs are up to the Capitol. Like, we'll just gun them all down. Yeah, well, they won't even get up. here. <laughs> they, they'd have to crawl over each other. They look like fucking three hundred out in front of Capitol That's Hill, just I'm like say, just dropping. Like, just those dropping. niggas really could rush Capitol Hill and not get blasted. Everyone's like, I can't believe that woman got shot. I'm like, bitch, you should have been at home. Yeah, what are you talking about? You should have been at home. Did you, you just... see the door was barricaded? I bet you 80% of the people were like, oh my God, are we actually getting in? I bet you there's people uh, who oh, wanted yeah. to do it. Oh, yeah. But a lot of people were like, oh my fucking God, are we literally in here? Mm-hmm. We're inside of here. I can't believe we did it. Oh, yeah. And that's and that's all the people who are just posting on Instagram oh, and incriminating man. themselves and Stupid. fucking posting. Because they're like... Oh shit, we got inside because guess what? They were just there. They were maybe at the rally or something like that. Yeah. And they were like, wow, look at all the people. We're, we're changing shit. We're yeah. changing shit. Even just, the, you know, they, they are unfortunately uh, victims of uh, just being a bystander yeah. in that situation sometimes, you know? You know, it's weird too. This I'm, is the first time. I mean, obviously, don't go into a fucking Capitol building and think that you're not going to get arrested, but. Fair. But, but again, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. That was the first time in a long time I saw, even though it was a weird reasoning. The Democrats and the Republicans like fighting for the same thing. Like they, even though they were like they were like this is a rigged election, you're storming Capitol Hill because you believe that like lies are being had by the government. It's a ty- tyrannically corrupt government, and we need to stop it. Which is exactly what the Democrats. Is which is exactly what the Democrats have been doing, and a lot of people who you know during this BLM movement and just the progressive movement, if you would. I wouldn't want to generalize anything, but like mm-hmm. it was. I was watching. And I was like, I bet you in the White House they were like, okay. Everybody's pissed now. <laughs> they're like we got a. Oh, f- they're both pissed. See, and the, going back to the whole, uh, uh, just with the whole Trump administration and everything like that. Like my my biggest thing is like, what makes a good leader is keeping the people united. Right. And we are more divided than ever. Yeah. So it's like I can't I can't justify him as a good leader. Absolutely not. You know I can't justify those kind of tactics and those actions. Yeah. As being a good leader. Maybe he would be a great treasurer of some sort <laughs> who's not a fucking beacon of, of like our image for the United States yeah, and yeah. handling those big things. Maybe we should just, let's just find him another job. 
Yeah, just give him give him a little desk. Yeah. Just do you think him. Do you think Trump's gonna like crumble after this? Because they're talking about like pressing charges because the president has different types of immunities and all that stuff. You think he's gonna like? Do you think he's gonna come uh, out of this and explode and he, get rich? Did he open like a uh, like something in Florida with like the the the, the official forty fifth president's something association? Like he opened something so it's like his official like means of addressing. Uh, the people and stuff like that. Really? Like it's a, yeah, I, I haven't looked into it much, but I saw that and was like, oh, okay, let's see where this goes. Let's yeah. see what happens with this. But yeah, I wonder. Like, I wonder if he's gonna get out and do like, is he gonna be able to do shows? Is he gonna make? Is he gonna stay in the real? Yeah, you know, is he gonna is make he gonna millions? Is he gonna like, explode? Or is he still gonna tour? You or, know, like, is yeah. he gonna like just do rallies still? Or are we just gonna see the country just tear him apart and one of the richest families that have been in our country, like up there for sure, just well, crumbles and that dynasty is destroyed. Didn't didn't he get like pulled from like New York City like New York City just like has like basically they're like disembodying um, their his I thought tower I, or something? I thought I saw something yeah something about like, the they're tower basically saying they're like not doing business with him anymore like they're pulling their like uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, check yeah we're, we're gonna have to fact check this yeah let's check this shit so. oh I got a, I got a good topic after this. Maybe. No, it'll be good. Yep. New York City. <laughs> oh, shit, bro. What does it say? What is it? Okay, so this is just the headline. Okay. New York City to terminate Trump contracts after U.S. Capitol insurrection, bro. Yeah, U.S. the New York City will terminate business contracts with President Donald Trump after last week's insurrection. Yep, I'm here to announce that the city of New York is severing all contracts. Oh, my God. Do you yeah, have, so, they so, so, so they Trump's did. organization... So Trump's organization earns about seventeen million a year in profits from its contracts. Oh, what? wow! They said, "Yeah, wow." They're like, "You, you might be bankrupt potentially, but like, this is gonna really fuck you. <laughs> like, this is gonna Damn. really put you down, man." Wow. Yeah, that's so that a, actually that's did happen. Yo. Yeah, that's fantastic. The whole state's like, "Get out!" Yeah, no, you literally can't come back. Here. Yeah, you're evicted. <laughs> Did, bro. You're fired, my guy. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> you have been voted off the island, pimp. That's crazy. Oh yeah. Okay, hit me. Who you got? Godzilla or Kong? That's a fucking gr- oh, god, dude. I grew up. Okay, so my name, the Z from mm-hmm. ZP Radic, comes from Godzilla. Godzilla. That's why, because my first ever things yeah. I created were Godzilla music videos. Really? Yeah, I took like the clips from Godzilla movies or animated shows and just put them to songs I liked. At the time, it was like Three Days Grace, shit like that. But I would film them with a webcam because I didn't know how to download the videos. So right. like I would just film sections with the webcam, put music over them, and I made little music videos like that. That's and hilarious. that's where it all started. So it was like Zilla Productions. Right, right. And that's oh. where... And so like I started from that. That was the first thing that was ever like a creative venture of mine. And so from there, I wanted to start doing short films. And it became ZP Films. And then... Uh, from there, my dad, I had a little hat that just had a ZP logo. My uh, stepdad used to he would always say, oh, it looks like Zippy. So when I started making music, I didn't take myself serious. So I just like, Zippy, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then when I started taking it serious, I was like, all right, how would I describe my sound? Erratic. Oh, ZP, erratic. Right. And that's how it went. So the ZP is just like, it doesn't stand for Zillow Productions, yeah, but yeah. that's where it comes from. The ZP is like a... Just the thing that's stuck with me and has been a representation of like my creative side as an individual. Mm-hmm. 
Damn. But yeah, so obviously I got Godzilla. So you got Godzilla. <laughs> but yeah, that's my guy. That's my, guy. That's my got, motherfucking guy. I was like, guy. is there a butt in there? Or yeah. No? I'm like, but. But King Kong's really cool. Like, nah, Yeah, no, Godzilla. yeah, Godzilla's my guy. Man, I mean, like, I gotta, I think King Kong is dope as fuck. I th- uh, a silverback gorilla is, like, my favorite animal besides a black panther. They're fucking both just dope-ass animals. But, I mean, like, ever since, like, the 1992 Godzilla, mm-hmm. like, when he was more like a lizard and, like, I just... Oh, just the, grew- the, the one by, uh, where he was in New York? Yeah. That was the one I grew eggs up in Madison with. Square yeah, Garden. Yeah, That's that the one we grew shit. up with. Yeah. And they patented that noise that he made. Mm-hmm. And they've kept it for every single one that's come out after. And then you had the one with the, like, Breaking Bad came out. And then you had uh, the one that came out where he was the dad. And oh, he had the yeah, son, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the uh, first guy in San Francisco. So the first one of this, like, MonsterVerse iteration yeah, yeah. that they're doing. Because that, that 92 one was the, they didn't make it one for, until no, that one. No, they, yeah, that was the only American one that they had. Because, mm-hmm. like, because uh, basically, uh, <laughs> basically they broke all the rules. Like, so Toho... Uh, is the company that created Godzilla or has the rights to Godzilla. And they went to, uh, I, I think it's Roland Emmerich, who was the director of that movie, and basically was like, yo, so here are our rules with Godzilla, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he can't die. He can't uh, do this. He can't blah, 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 the whole list. But basically, they, uh, when the movie came out, they broke all those rules. No. Like Godzilla died at the end, obviously. And oh, blah, blah, the, blah. The, are you talking about the 92 film? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, shit. so basically Toho said, yeah, America doesn't get any more fucking Godzilla movies. Damn, <laughs> that makes so sense. they took them away. And then they actually did a Godzilla final wars in Japan and they had Zilla, which is that the 92, uh, mm. 90, the nineties iteration one. Right, right. And, uh, and basically the Japanese Godzilla stomps him the fuck out in one scene like he just shows up and like they just like it's like a 12 second fight <laughs> and it was basically japan being like fuck that fuck one that <laughs> yeah that one doesn't 90s exist Godzilla sucks. yeah so then they did the one with uh so finally america got the rights to do it with legendary pictures and like warner brother and that's why they brought in uh uh what's his name from breaking bad i forget the actor's name but i am heisenberg yeah, yeah. Eisenberg, yeah. Eisenberg, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was a that was a good one. But I mean, how the fuck is Kong gonna beat Godzilla? If, if I saw an argument. Somebody was like, if if Kong can be captured by humans, how in the fuck could like, like all the time? Yeah, he if, gets captured all the yeah, time. So if Kong can be captured by humans, Godzilla can't. Yeah. So how is he gonna beat Godzilla? Nobody's like nobody's like. <laughs> Tying Godzilla down. You want to know what the? Uh, it might be a spoiler, but the the twist is is they think it might be fucking uh, Mecha Godzilla, is like the the twist basically. Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. So there's like a gonna be like a robot Godzilla in that movie apparently, what? and like yeah yeah because in the original Japanese one there's a Mecha Godzilla and it wears a actual like uh, like skin suit to look like Godzilla and then like at one point Godzilla shows up. Uh, hits him with like a razor like with his like fire breath or whatever burns the suit away and it turns out there's like a robot under it and so like in this trailer they're like oh godzilla's acting different he's not acting right like he he's supposed to protect people he's attacking people so i think when you see kong like hit him over the head in the with the axe in the trailer yeah, yeah. i think that's gonna be the reveal I think that's going to uh, be when they like go, oh, there's a different one. And then. Damn, so somebody built a fucking Godzilla robot? Yeah, yeah. But this, a, is, this is also the thing that's going to 
because I'm fucking picky about Hollywood sometimes. Mm-hmm. Kong in the movies is no fucking, not even close to how big, big he is. In yeah, that movie. yeah. Oh god, in yeah, the trailer no. I've seen because Godzilla is fucking Huge. massive. Yeah, he's, he's like, like the size of like a skyscraper, bro. Pushing things through skyscrapers. Yeah, he's just and like, Kong t- is like the same size of a T Rex. Yeah, in the movies. Yeah, exactly. He fights a T Rex. Right, right. So I'm like, <laughs> what is he gonna punch his toenail? Well, in uh, they do the Skull Island one. Mm-hmm. They they address they said that I guess that that's supposed to be an adolescent one. Uh, oh. so apparently like he either gets older, or they were saying that he's like been living in like Middle Earth, which is right, like, right. He's middle- one of the Titans. Yeah, so they were thinking maybe he's just been around radiation, and that's why he's gonna be able right. to be stronger. That would make sense if it was one of the Titans, like of like the last uh, Godzilla movie that just came out. Yeah, um, yeah. Then that would make sense. He's yeah. just a massive Kong. Dude, I remember seeing that. I actually, it was funny. I went and uh, did the song that I did with uh, Treasy. We yeah. went and recorded that song, and then I went and saw the King of Monsters with oh, Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. I was, it was a great day for me. I yeah. was like, I was like, shit, <laughs> doing a dope ass verse, and then just fucking going to Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, that's the that's the day for me. Just watching Godzilla fuck shit up. Yep, got super baked in the parking lot with my homies, there and go. that was good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, man, we're two and a half hours in, bro, and I gotta Damn. fucking uh, cut us off, dude. Yeah, I no, it's go all good, dad, man. But, hey, I can't, uh, I can't tell you how much um, it means that uh, you came out. But before we do anything, um, anything that you want to plug, man? What you got coming up? Um, social just, media. Just follow me on Instagram, ZP Radic. Uh, listen to some music on Spotify, Apple Music. Just follow, just follow me on some kind of platform because I put my stuff on every platform. That newest single too that's on YouTube, what's that one? Float. 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 Like that new it's out, out on everything right now. Check that out. And there'll be a new one probably very yeah. soon after this. So. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, hopefully we'll have you on again. Yeah, absolutely, man. Appreciate you, Thank brother. you for having me. All right, everybody. Ooh.